0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nerd, Nerd Alert! Alert. Girls. Hey, everybody, it's been a minute, but we have to talk about this. We have to talk about this. All right, all right, so I am your host, Bridget, pronoun she, hers. I'm Jen with a G, pronoun she, hers. Wow guys, you know exactly what we're going to talk about. All right, all right. Let's let's start with the way we usually do where we get the non-spoiler review of our thoughts on the movie just in case <laughs> someone hasn't watched it and is like, "Oh, I just want to hear the basic reaction." Cross the
1: Spider-Verse is awesome. We knew it would be. Yeah. We totally knew it would be. The first one was like a masterpiece and we knew that Sony Animation knew that they had to uh knock this one out of the park. They, yeah. they they cannot shirk on this. Nope. They can do that with any of their other movies, not this one. Mm-hmm. So we knew. Okay, yeah, we're we're in for a good time, we're in for heart, we're in for being devastated. We got it all and more. It was fantastic.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I was really pumped for this movie. I've been pumped for it and the fact that like we rewatched the first movie the night before we watched the, the yeah. sequel, I think, informed and deepened like our enjoyment of the second one, which we'll get into in a minute. But, yeah, I think um, the animation hits just as hard, if not harder, as the first movie. Oh, yeah. You know, the acting is on point. Um, the story, the stakes are very high, both on a, like, multiverse, spider-verse level, but also on a personal level, which yep. I think is a really wonderful balance that i think um the spider-man character always inhabits whether it's peter parker or miles morales or whatever what have you you know what i mean yeah no you're totally right stakes are always high both personally and globally you know there's always that situational and internal the external and internal conflict but like both are like astronomically high where you're like ah you know and you really feel the emotions and you really feel like the investment of like and urgency of like what will happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's like just so well done. And I like I like seeing Miles be Miles again. Him being more more confident in himself compared to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can
1: tell already, even in the trailer, that some time has passed for him, mm-hmm. and that he's got his groove now. And we definitely see a lot more of that. Where he does him,
0: mm-hmm. where he's Spider-Man, but he's still also the sweet swagger, Miles Morales. Right, yeah. So we were watching when we finished the the first movie on on DVD. Um, it automatically started peeling like I guess the bonus features and yes, mad like, respect. they you know we're interviewing the writers, producers, and directors, and I forget which one of them said. Like yeah, just like they were talking about the voice actor, um, Shamik Shamik Moore. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot to look how pronounce his name before recording. But like they were talking about how he nailed the sweet type of swagger that Miles has, which was like that line lives in my head rent free now whenever I'm oh thinking my about gosh, Miles. Yes. And I think it like is so true in whatever iteration, but it's certainly even truer now that like I said, he's like come into his own. um... You know, and, like, the the themes that, like, I always love best about Miles' story are so prevalent with, like, in terms of, like, family and the bonds of love and family there. Yes. And, you know, and the whole, you know, sense of belonging and feeling like, you know, well, I like, get, like, this is not, like, I don't think this is really necessarily a spo- spoiler, but, like, it, there's, like, a big theme of, like, you know, the whole you don't belong here, right? Which is, like, especially... Um, poignant for a character like Miles, who is a person of color who, like, is going into these um, certain spaces that, like, where it's like, what are you doing here, right? Exactly. And, and so, but, like, you know, taking it to, like, the Spider-Man level, you know, is, like, an, adds another layer to it, which I like a lot. Um, it's not as funny as the first one, which is not, like, a bad thing or anything. There are moments, though, where it is, like, it is humorous. so funny. good, yeah. <laughs> this movie has like a darker tone so it doesn't make like having more humor would just wouldn't have made sense you know no, so it's not a no, critique at all but just like just a heads up yeah it is definitely darker in tone um you know and like it's it's more serious i would say than like the first definitely, one definitely yeah. yeah like cuz someone was I, I don't know if it was Jake Johnson or one of the creators who described, like, this is a buddy comedy with the first one. That was one. Jake Johnson. Yeah, it was Jake Johnson. Described it as, the first movie, as a buddy comedy. And, like, you know, I did kind of miss that. The- and, <laughs> you know, uh, but, again, that's not necessarily the story that, like, they were going for here. So it's totally appropriate. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, the the soundtrack is good i don't think it goes as hard as the first one but i feel like i need to listen to the soundtrack again by itself to like really because i think that the the soundtrack for the first movie gets better and better the more you listen to it oh yeah you're like really analyzing the lyrics and how like you could tell it's like so deeply informed by the character of miles um and i think that's really great and so you know, I think you can pull a lot more potentially out of like re-listening to the soundtrack for the second movie for sure. Um But yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it's a, it's on my to-do list, and it's good. Don't get me wrong; it's not like what is this?
0: Yeah, no, it's more like oh, that's good compared yeah. to
1: oh my gosh that you totally got from Into the Spider Verse. Because-
0: right? It like the soundtrack in the first one's like check this straight into my veins, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was
1: perfect (laughs) it hit exactly had the right amount of heart and intensity Mm -hmm. that you love i mean we were listening to it on our way to the movie theater and both of us were just like oh yeah this is great yeah yeah but again who knows i might we might be changing our minds like after a couple of listen throughs for all we know
0: but still pretty good still here for Uh, no still solid and like yeah and like i said the animation is like amazing and um you know, and it like you can really see like the first one is praised for its very comic book feel and like yeah. I think that's definitely still true with the panels and the lettering and the whole like kapow sound effects being yes. written out and stuff. Um, you know, as well as this color scheme and the way they paint everything. But especially with like the way they paint like Gwen stuff is really reminiscent of like the artwork from Spider Gwen. Um or mm-hmm. at least the initial debut of Spider Gwen, like that first run. Yeah, definitely. Um in the comics. And Like, you and I have talked about this offline, but, like, we're not huge fans of the artwork in the original Spider-Gwen run. Yeah, like,
1: like, it's nothing personal to the artist, it's just we happen to not care for that particular style. I personally find it jarring, and I'm just, like, distracting. Distracting, Distracting. there you go. The
0: colors, too, are just, like, too bright sometimes, but, like, in this movie, there's, they they use that color scheme and that paint style like more effectively it's more muted definitely and yeah, softened it up they softened it up and I think they like kind of fixed the problems that I had with it in the comics so th- I thought that was interesting so yeah there's like a lot of rich visuals to you know their, their storytelling which is like very yeah like it makes sense it's comic comic approved or whatever <laughs> you know like um so I think that's totally perfect the animation was like amazing like and developing all the new worlds that we see Mm -hmm. as well
1: and that's the whole point like we know already that there's like an infinite amount of spider people so it makes sense that each have their own artistic style
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that just kind of goes back and forth between like the style that we kind of know our characters in versus what they're known in their world Mm -hmm. so definitely makes sense and I can only imagine how many artists that they've had
0: come on board for this because every single thing was gorgeous you're right the different characters had like like, despite even them being in the same room together, they were drawn differently.
1: Yeah, because you could tell the the animators tried to keep it consistent when they were all in, like, one setting. Just to, I don't know if it, to make it less distracting or to just say, like, oh, this is neutral territory. But there's still that uh, je ne sais quoi where you could tell, okay, this person is obviously not from this world. Right. But, man, put them in their world or in each other's world, it just pops out like mm-hmm. all the more differently and it's gorgeous something
0: else i noticed about the style the animations there's a lot of sketchiness like i noticed that especially with like the yeah, spot yeah, and with yeah. miguel o'hara like there's like you really get a sense of like you could see the lines yeah that was a very interesting choice
1: i kind of figured that would be the case for the spot because of like his whole blank canvassy look and how like things occur with him later mm-hmm. but in when you see it with other characters too you're just like huh all right, it was I gotta rewatch that movie again to see if it like is a choice thematically or if it's just right. pure artistic?
0: Right, because you know I think of like Miles never looked sketchy to me. No, and, definitely and not. It sketchy in a bad way, like it felt like an uh, intentional artistic choice.
1: Yeah, um,
0: and like yeah, thematically made a lot of sense to spot, but like I felt like there was times where I really felt like I. You know how when you, you're first drawing, like, a face or a body, you draw the circles and the lines, the lines and stuff? the lines to show the dimensions, exactly. and then you erase it later. Wait, right. they didn't erase it on, on Miguel Hero Spider-Man 090, what's his, oh what's his gosh, name?
1: Oh my gosh, I feel
0: bad. I'm <laughs> like,
1: I know this guy, I, I do, but I don't I know, know this name, guy. I don't remember
0: his, like, spider, an alias name. Um, Yeah, this is... Uh... All, all right well uh, miguel Sp- hara 2099. 2099. 2099 i knew it was a 99 somewhere so it's a lot yeah um but yeah so there was something like sort of very artsy like it didn't feel like it was like oh the writers the animators need to clean that up you know it felt like more... no it felt on purpose yeah because and... it still looked really good that's like that's why i feel like it was like definitely so intentional but like Yeah, I don't know. I had to think about it more, and I would have to rewatch it to see if, like, there are other characters like that. But I I just noticed it, especially with those two characters, which I think is interesting. Yeah. I think I noticed it with Jess Drew as well. Okay.
1: But I can't remember, like, what scene in particular. But yeah, it just... Animation is wonderful. We knew it would be, though, Mm -hmm. because the previous one was just amazing. It was unexpected, and it was refreshing. Yeah. And in this case, even more so, because, again, we've got different spider people coming in and out. we got to show that they are from different dimensions, even if they're at their core the same people. Mm -hmm. And the art was just amazing. I can only imagine the artist having, like, a great time with this. I really hope that they just got to do this, like, on their own time, sort of like... um, just going for it you know like how comedians just kind of go or like people in tv series just kind of uh mad lib their lines or whatever i wonder if like the artists were just okay come up with the spider person (laughs) go free i would really hope that's the case and i'm definitely going to look into this later
0: well yeah i mean a lot of them you know you can recognize from like television like i mean or animation television right like especially like the spectacular um, spider-man yeah that was like a big deal um and like you know, but also from, like, a lot from the comics. So many from the comics, you know. Yeah. And... A lot of references
1: to uh, previous iterations of uh, Spider-People, whether mm-hmm. it's from the comics or the TV shows, which another uh, plus in this movie's favors was all the references to yeah. the different uh, iterations of Spider-Man artistically and thematically. Yeah. Just amazing. Really? Even if it's not a huge Spider-Man person. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat to see what they do with certain characters and certain events, you know?
0: And like you know, it's so funny because like I was talking to like a couple coworkers the other day about like how I was preparing to be devastated by this movie, and they're like, "Why?" Like, Spider Man is tragedy, okay? Okay. I like it. Like, and I didn't realize how right I would be proven to be. Like, no spoilers at all. Like, it just like, but like Spider Man is tragedy. Like, it like it. You know, the most casual viewer I think knows this. Oh yeah, so like. You know, no matter what version of the character or no matter like whether it's Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy or whoever, like there's there's always going to be this element of tragedy and loss. Like it's like, you know, it's fundamental to the character in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, you know, which which makes it especially funny when thinking about us watching the first movie just before this one, um, because I had said to you. I was like, nah, you know, like I think Chris Pine's blonde Peter Parker died because he was too put together. Like Peter Parker has, Sp- you know, Peter Parker Spider Man has to be a bit of a mess. That, that yep. the universe was like, he has to die. He's a he's happily married. He's a grad student. He's blonde. He's too perfect. Like this way Peter, too perfect. This Peter's gotta go. <laughs> and worst of all, voiced by Chris Pine. Just
1: yeah, no, 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 no. Peter Parker's a mess. it's canon. (laughs) And,
0: yeah, like, you just... It's just so funny how right I (laughs) was just that. Um, Because I already knew that, but, like, they really drove it in home with this this movie. Like, there's a big theme of, like, grief and tragedy and loss just in general, like, among all the spider peoples, um, you know? And, like, and grappling with that and what that means. And, Mm -hmm. like, grappling with fate and can you change Faye and all of that, which again, we won't go in super deep because we're still in the not spoiler free section, but anything else that's like a non-spoiler that you want to talk about with this movie?
1: Um, Nope. Because any, <laughs> anything that could potentially be non-spoiler is going to go into spoiler turf. Yeah. So I think I'm good. Okay. And obviously recommend this movie. Watch it again and again and again, please. Why are you still here? Go watch it. Pause this and yeah. go back.
0: Yeah, no, come back when you've watched it, then we can talk. <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, I would say that's all I want to say that's that's spoiler-free, because otherwise you are getting into the meat of the story, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, but would, would recommend, and come back later if, um, you know, after you've seen it, if you haven't watched it yet. If you have watched it and you're still with us, thank you, welcome. <laughs> thank Let's you. scream together. Oh my gosh. Okay, where do we start? Well, okay, let's let's I can wait I can start from what I was just saying about like the the golden peter being too perfect and that's why he had to die. Yep. <laughs> so, like all right, there was a lot that I thought about when we were rewatching the movie last night. That was one of them obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but the other thing that I thought about was like was more about that um 47 Spider, you know um that we saw because I was thinking back to Miles Morales' first comic run and how he gets bitten by the spider that Uncle Aaron brings home as he's hanging out and Miles is that's hanging right, out in his huh? apartment and it's like it's you know and could because Aaron Uncle Aaron like I don't know if he like robbed the place or something. I can't remember exactly, but he brought up like his bag of stuff and like, you know, X and like a spider had gotten into it and that's how Miles gets bitten. Yeah. Right? But in this version he's he is with Uncle Aaron but like it wasn't Uncle Aaron who brought that spider, right? Like the, yeah, it just was kind of roaming around in the uh, in this like sewer sewer. No, not no, it's not sewer. Like the no. underground. Yeah, the underground wall that they were hanging out with. So it still was that tie. Like it still was a callback to like it happening kind of indirectly because of Uncle Aaron, like, yeah. more indirectly this time, you know? But I thought about that as I was watching it, and I'm like, you know, that's so interesting because, like, it wasn't his Uncle Aaron who brought that spider this time around. And, like, I was really noticing how, like, this, like, spider was really gung-ho on, like, Biting Miles specifically, right? Yeah. We just see the spider crawl on... Uh, Uncle Aaron's hand. You or you
1: can just go on its merry way. Even.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, it's like, it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back for Miles over and over yeah, again.
1: Even, no matter how many times Miles knocks it a- around while he's,
0: you know, spray painting and everything, it mm-hmm. comes back. It keeps coming back. And, like, I, it was really jumping out to me. I thought to myself, literally I thought to myself, we had not seen the sequel yet. And I was like, this is faded. Like, this this spider is, like, meant to bite Miles. You know? like. Yep. And there was, like, destiny to it. And so I had that already in my head, you know? And so when we get into this movie, and the fundamental conflict is about Miles not having, supposedly never, you know, being, what's, I can't, I can't articulate this, That this version of Miles Morales as Spider-Man should never have existed, allegedly. Allegedly. Oh gosh, here we go. Right, because it turns out that this um spider was one of the results of Kingpin's collider and the experiments. Yeah. And um, so that 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 spider was sp- did not belong in that universe, and so it was not actually like um like a like a missed loophole from the first movie. It was intentional, right, that it wasn't yep. directly linked to Uncle Aaron because like Uncle Aaron never brought it. That that spider did not belong in that universe, you know. Yep. And so it was from, you know, m- universe 42. And that was like the version of Miles that it was supposed to, so it was to supposed quote, to quote, quote unquote bite. Right. Um, and that's like a huge reveal, right? And okay, yes. I, I'm, I'm ahead of myself a little bit here, but like this whole movie is so much about like Miles being told. I mean, he says this, right? Like how my how his story should go by other people,
1: right? Yes,
0: and there's a really big meta conversation to be had about him saying this uh, on a lot of on a lot of levels, right? Because um, if we, if we're looking at his really deep you know meaningful conversation with Rio his mom when she says to him you know I'm just worried for you that you know these people your friends or whatever are not looking out for you the way that I have looked out for you Mm -hmm. you know and I want to make sure that you take care of that little boy my little boy you know and like and then she's very clear in saying like you know i want you to know when people tell you that you don't belong there i want you to remember that you do belong there and you are loved and oh. i get emotional even just like saying that right now but like it and that is words that our generation so needs to hear but yeah, like unfortunately yeah you know but like you know and you know what she's talking about right because you know that she's talking about you talking to her black puerto rican son going into these predominantly white spaces yep um, going to a school like Brooklyn Visions, where everyone kind of is elitist, as he himself says in the first movie, and yep. looks down on him. And, like, you know, the implication from every sidelong glance is that you don't belong here, right? And, and so we know that that's what, that's what she's thinking about when exactly. she's talking to Miles and when she's affirming, like, your identity comes from me loving you. Um, and, you know... That is it, like, it's just like so, you, you know, you just really feel. I don't know. I really felt that as like a Mexican American and like, you know, being in certain spaces where like nobody looks like me and like, you know, being like the exceptional one or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you no, know, if your identity comes from that, you're just going to fall apart, you know, and like you need to fall back onto like the unconditional love of your family and like the unconditional love. I think of a Latina mom, there's no bounds really, truly. <laughs> Anyway, so, like, I just, I'm up on all of my feelings about this, but, like, um, you know, we know that that's what she's thinking about. Yeah. But then as the movie is going along and we get to the point where... Um, you know, Miguel O'Hara says to him, "Like you don't belong here. You're an aberration." You know, yeah. And there's so much to that word, right? So much to like again to like a kid of color, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's coming from another person of color, it's right. like You know, it's like ooh. You know, you you just feel that in your core, and. You know, but he's talking about much more than, like, you can't be part of my elite spider club, right? Because, Mm -hmm. like, Miguel's a lot of things, but he's not, like, petty. Um, No, definitely It's not about that. It's like, you know, you were not supposed to exist. You were not supposed to be here. This was not part of the plan. This was not part of the structures and systems put in place to keep you out, you know? Yeah,
1: no, it's insane because, like, we get the whole multiverse thing where it kind of looks like uh, Loki, where we see all these... The time stream. The time stream, you know, we see all these lines of webs and supposedly, like, every spider person, regardless of their dimension, has to go through certain events, you know, losing someone close, whether it's Uncle Ben or, uh, in Gwen's case, her best friend. Mm -hmm. And then they have to grow in certain ways, go through these certain things... And I guess in Miles' universe, uh, that Peter, that blonde Peter, was supposed to still be alive. But the spider going from one dimension to another and go, uh, going after Miles, I guess, messed up that time stream. So Miles was not supposed to exist in that particular universe.
0: As, exist as Spider-Man. In exist as universe. Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is just like so interesting. And I'm not sure I totally agree with Miguel on this. Um, you know, because like I said before, like it felt very like fated that like the spider was gonna bite miles and you couldn't argue that it's like, well, he just was looking for the miles that wasn't there. You know, he yeah. found like the alternative version, you know, the closest thing or whatever. Um, but like, you know, I think it really it really gets into the contradiction of fate and choice, you know, yeah. the mental question this huge theme that, like, Loki touched upon but never really dove into, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these big questions of, like, predestination, predetermination and fate and the choices that you make and whether you can change courses, whether redemption is possible, whether saving someone is possible, whether saving someone yourself, sa- saving yourself is possible or what have you, right? Fill in the blank. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, just, like, how much control do you have over your quote-unquote destiny you know and like and i really d- i mean this movie doesn't like fully unpack that yet because like we don't know what's going to happen because this is gonna exactly. be part one right um and I, i'm just and i just want to touch on too like when miguel is like explaining all these like spider people and canon events which is so meta too to So meta. um when he he talks about that and the, i mean he shows the time stream thing which is Obviously a very clear visual reference to Loki, even if they never mention Sylvie or Loki directly, Um, you know, and, you know, but, like, but then he goes, shifts into talking about, like, you know, the spider people, and you see all these lines that are connect weave together like a spider web. Of right. Red spider web, which obviously brings to mind like the red string of fate, which I think in general, like kind of talks more about like soulmates and like yeah. romantic soulmates or whatever. But like, um, I think more broadly though, still hints at this idea of fate and destiny and like being intertwined, right? Like yeah. these aren't like soulmates, but they are spidey mates at <laughs> I know, it was a terrible joke, but, like, the, the pun was there. Um, it makes sense. But it makes sense, right? Because he says, like, that is how we're connected, and if that connection is broken, bad things happen.
1: Yeah, like, it seems like it'd be a domino effect, where if, like, one uh, dimension collapses, the others are on the verge of collapsing or will eventually collapse as well. Mm-hmm. And he himself knows this for a fact. Because... Right. His story is that he looked into a universe where there's an alternate version of him where he's happy, he has a family, Mm -hmm. you know, he's not messed up. Because even though we don't know Miguel's full backstory, we know it's pretty tragic. I mean, the dude's a vampire and is constantly carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so in that particular universe with the quote-unquote better version of Miguel, that Miguel dies. So he thinks, oh, well, I can just easily take his place, you know, slip in. And for a while, I guess it works, and he's comfortable enough. But then, of course, the dimension starts to collapse, and it just gets wiped clean off the map there.
0: Which feels like another reference to the MCU in terms of what if and mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, and like when he disrupts the what does what what do they call it in the what if they they don't call it a canon event, but yeah. like I, I the names the terms not coming to mind for me right now, but like. But basically, right, like yeah. if, if he doesn't allow um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen what if, but like if he doesn't allow Christine, Christina, Christine, Christine, Christine yeah. to die, you know, he never becomes Doctor Strange, which creates like this whole loop and like the universe collapses. Right. Yeah. And like that seems to be what happens in his in Miguel's case. Um, I mean, it's not like spelled out. It's the same idea, I guess, basically, yeah. you know, um, like this, whatever did he did disrupted that universe, so it totally got destroyed, um, and, you know, he didn't realize it until it was too late. Yeah. And it also reminds me, too, in terms of um, everyone, like, kind of glitching out or glitching away into the ether really reminded me of agents of shield too because there's um there's a there's a plot point in one season where it's like they're in like a like a virtual reality of some kind Mm -hmm. and one of the characters has like a daughter who like is the version of like if like she was like basically like um a child that was lost in pregnancy Um. um And so this is like a universe where like she lived and stuff and he was really close to her, you know, but then the world, that virtual reality is collapsing and like at the last minute he's going to stay, but then the daughter disappears. And so it oh, goes dear. back, you know, it's, it's sweet, but like, it reminds me, it reminded me of that too. Like, gotcha. a lot. Of, I don't know. I don't know if that callback was intentional. Like anytime I bring up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I feel like it's a really deep cut because it like, talks about it, but it should be talked about more. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. not a perfect show, but it was a good one. Anyway, um, so there's just like a lot of a lot of other like Marvel things that I was r- reminded of, um, and the tragedy of like, you know, trying to. I mean, it makes you think of Wanda too, right? Of like trying to, and of um, and Kingpin of like, oh, you, know, it's, God, yeah. you know, like right? Because if Kingpin had thought to like, oh well, I'll just go to a universe where I died, you know, like yeah. like, like basically Miguel did the same thing but in the opposite direction. You basically, yeah. try to bring his
1: family, family to came. him. And,
0: but this time Miguel went to the family and either way it, it, it would have been it the would same have results. Yeah. yeah,
1: same result. Not that Kingpin knew at the time, not that any of us knew at the time because we knew that the whole fabric of reality was pretty thin mm-hmm. and that obviously bringing someone it, putting people in the wrong d- dimension, the wrong universe, Catastrophic. We saw our characters glitching and such. And mm-hmm. apparently the worlds were starting to collide a little bit. We knew that
0: much. We we knew that. And, like, it also reminds... Like, in terms of um, Miguel and his elite spider team, though, it makes you... I mean, it made me think of, of Loki, too, in terms of, like, the TVA. Yeah. And the agents cleaning up all of the... Um, aberrations, Yeah. The variants. Variants, yeah. Yep. You know, the, it felt, like, the same. Which, you know, you don't want... You don't want a character to make you think of Kang, you know, like, you don't think you want to be reminded of Kang sending out the TVA, you know, because that that, we all know Kang is bad news. So, like, the fact that, like, Miguel O'Hara was, like, reminding me of Kang and how he runs the TVA, but with his spider force, it's like, oh, Oh, it's not a good sign, you know, Um, because it's like, you know, you're a flaw in the system and you have to be eliminated, right? Okay. So I've, I've just talked about a lot, but it's it's going back to my original point about fate, right? Because um, Miles is a disruption on multiple levels, right? I mean, the first place he gets bitten by Spider, which is not his fault at all, and like also the blonde Peter's death was not his fault either. That but, fight was really oh brutal, and we were both pretty sure that guy he was going to die, whether Miles was there, yeah. or not. Yeah, Miguel, like he's telling all this to Miles and this is like a point where like there Miles
1: is told that he has to watch a police captain die in order for his story to progress. And in this case, his dad is going to be the new captain of the police. So, he's basically told his dad's going to die and he is not going to accept this, right? Mm-hmm. So, he's frustrated and he's trying to tell these spider people like, "No, we can save Like, our loved ones and the whole world. We don't have to pick, you know? But Miguel's like, no, it's the only way. And even his friends are like, yeah, dude, this is the only way. So Mm -hmm. Miles, he's trying to get home to protect his father. Miguel's getting uh, TO'd here. Mm -hmm. So Miguel's just like, no, you weren't supposed to exist. You know, if it weren't for you, that Peter Parker would still be alive. And I'm like, no,
0: no, no. That guy, that that fight was too brutal for me to, like, ever believe he was going to survive that. I'm sorry, but... I'm sorry, not sorry. But, like, okay, what you were saying just now about Miles saying we can save them all does remind me a lot of Peter Parker from No Way Home. Oh, my gosh. Right? I mean, mean, technically Aunt May is the one to really plant and cultivate that seed in terms of trying to save everyone, including these bad guys, to make sure they're sent home. But ultimately, she dies, right? Yeah. And it's like, you can't save everyone, the tragedy of Spider-Man, right? So, like, it makes me, like fairly certain that like one of miles's parents is going to die like yeah i mean i was picked for like to watch his dad die in this movie or to already be dead something about that trailer just like that first trailer <laughs> i was like oh no his dad is dead <laughs> like yeah and so like i mean i'm fairly certain you know they could be like you know if if this movie if the movie series ends up wanting to lean into like you can't escape your fate um you know, like maybe Miles saves his dad, but then his mom dies. Right? We've definitely seen a version where his mom dies. So, yep, like, seen it, been there, it hurt, hated it. You know. <laughs> but um, anyway, so there's just like a lot with um with that. You know, so like it's just like ooh, you know, and you you can you can see where all these spider people are coming from. Mm-hmm. The but that I have in response to that, though, are like, well, it's a couple things for me. Like, first of all, like. M- The existence of Mayday Parker and um, Jake Johnson's Peter B. Parker is saying to Miles, like, she would not exist if it wasn't for you. Yep, because we know from the first movie
1: that Peter B., like, the reason he and MJ didn't work out was because he didn't want kids, but she did. Mm -hmm. But after bonding with Miles and seeing how, like, mentorship and parenthood could be so amazing, he tells Miles that he gave the idea of children a chance with MJ Mm -hmm. because He got excited of the thought of his child becoming and growing up
0: just like Miles. Mm -hmm, Which is so beautiful. And I wanted to cry. Um, But yeah. So like it just makes... It just begs the question though of like, well, okay. If this girl, this little girl would not have existed if it wasn't for Miles who was, uh, you know, this flaw in the system. Like Mm -hmm. why is Miguel not raising... Objections. Objections about this baby then. You know? Because like she... Like and I think it's true. Like it's so clear that like he was like Peter B. Parker was not in any sort of mental state to reach out to May or May, um, MJ. MJ yeah. and to rebuild their not relationship
1: needed to happen, and
0: that something needed to be him going to another dimension and meeting Miles in the because if, if the Miles in in the universe forty two had been bitten. Like, the whole crossover thing would not have happened. It would Peter not Parker have. would Peter B. Parker would still be eating pizza in his apartment. You know, like... In sweatpants. In sweatpants. Yep. Yeah. Guaranteed.
1: And- Guaranteed. There's no doubt ifs, ands, or buts. Meeting Miles was what allowed him to take that leap of faith and repair things with MJ and rethink his thoughts about having kids. Hence, mm-hmm. Mayday. So, I don't know if that's going to be a thing later... Because they do make a point of Peter B, you know, talking to Miles about the baby, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, I know that he's trying to pep talk and trying to show, like, that Miles' life isn't, like, a mistake, so to speak, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking, I wonder if that's going to be addressed in the next upcoming movie. Because I really don't see how they can justify Mayday if Miles Morales Spider Man wasn't technically supposed to exist, according
0: to Miguel. Right. I mean, like, Miguel's whole position is contradictory, like, you know, because it's, like, well, I don't know, like, like, again, yeah, the, like, I mean, Mayday is the first, like, contradiction to mind, comes to mind, but I know there are others, but, like, it's not immediately coming to me as we're talking, I'm sure it'll come back to me, but, like, you know, but, like, going back to, like, the Miles, um, despite not, like, He's not supposed to be there, right? He's not supposed to exist in the first place, supposedly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, he follows Gwen when he's not supposed to, right? He's of not course. supposed to be at this bridge scene as Mumbatin is, like, falling apart, right?
1: Yeah, Mumbatin. I love yeah. that. Bridge. I
0: love the in Manhattan and Mumbai. Like, that was really awesome. Um so and you know okay so I was mentioning the perfect blonde Peter Parker before and like how things were going too well for him and that yep. he died so um I mean, that was the vibe I got about um, the Spider-Man from India, Spider-Man India, the Paviteer. Um He, like, like perfect hair, perfect girlfriend, perfect life. Like, like literally
1: everything was going so well for him. Oh, and he was at a point like, oh, yeah, like, I don't have to try, but I do anyways, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my hair, I don't really do much of products or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm just
0: like nah you tool yeah and i mean things are just like going too well where like and so right we get to the scene where like he has like the bus that his his um his girlfriend love interest mm-hmm. right but then his love interest dad is like on the bridge trying to save a kid and he's like i can do both and you know that he's not going to be able to do both right now he's got a big
1: one and it's mm-hmm. either his girlfriend or his girlfriend's father either one is devastating in their own way right but you know that's the thing that's supposed to happen but miles of course jumps in saves the man despite Gwen being like, no, and it turns out it's a, what do they call it? A A canon
0: event, right? Because Miguel sends that message to her just before it happens, you know, like saying like, don't do anything. Right. Yeah. And, you know, (sighs) Yeah, so I just feel a lot of pain thinking about it, right? And Miles has not been informed about how any of this works, right? Not and, which at all. makes me so annoyed at, like, Miguel getting all mad at him for, like, how could he come and disrupt this canon event that I did not inform him about at all, <laughs> you know? How dare he save an innocent person when he has no idea how it could save
1: many more innocent people? How dare he,
0: how dare he not know things that have not been explained to him? I,
1: I can't wait to get into the discrepancy of that, too, but... Dear yeah. gosh, if someone would have explained to him and you would think, oh, hey, Gwen uh, hopped into his dimension to visit him, she should totally explain. Well, she's not supposed to, but yeah, she's also not supposed to visit him either.
0: Right. And so, you know, but so that's another instance, though, where something really like a life, a life was made because of Miles, right, with Mayday. And now a li- another life has been saved because Miles was there when he wasn't supposed to be there. You know, so like there are these um, positive elements to him being in what is supposedly the wrong time in the wrong place, but it's actually the perfect time in the perfect place. Right. Yeah. And this contradiction of like, again, of like choices that like Miles makes and like of like, quote, slipping through the cracks of this system that is ultimately it feels like unsustainable, you know, yeah. Um, like, in in several different respects, right? Because, like, you understand where Miguel is coming from, and it's like, okay, yeah, you don't want, like, entire universes to collapse, let alone the whole Spider-Verse, and yes, it is a cool name, Miguel, I don't care what you say, (laughs) it's really cool. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, you know, not your convoluted, same exact idea name, like. (laughs) Literally same exact idea, Miles is better. Yeah, Miles is definitely better, punchier, it's good, you know, but, like, um, so I, like, It totally does make sense. And I think he's coming from a better place than Kang was, certainly. But... Yeah. You know, but at this... You know, because Kang was insufferable about it. Like, Miguel's not, like... Miguel's not, like, necessarily self-righteous about it, but he is very angry about it. Um, He's
1: angry and he's very determined and intense about it. Like, this is a guy who's willing to do whatever it takes for the greater good.
0: Right. And speaking of which, let's talk about that fight scene, right? When Miles is trying (laughs) to get to his dad's universe and... You know, it looks like Miguel is going to kill him. And, th- like, I was stuck on this for a little bit after talking about this because, like, Gwen and Peter B. Parker are, like, climbing up and, like, saying, no, not like this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait, are because, like, because this was after, like, Miguel says, you weren't supposed to exist in the first place. And he has, like, murder in his eyes. And, Look like, her, by the way, we're not even exaggerating. This right? is a vampire. I wonder, like, what did he intend to kill Miles? Was that one of the contingency plans and is that why like are like are Gwen and Peter B Parker just saying like no we wanted to kill him more in more humanely than what you're planning. That was kind of like my first reaction of like is that a question I should be asking? Um and like I still feel like it's a little bit vague and I'm not sure I'm really that <laughs> happy how vague that was but like the more I thought about them the less I could really sit with the idea that they like would ever go along with Miguel if that was even remotely a possibility. Like it's one thing for like them to say, like, no, I'm sorry, your dad does have to die, and I'm really sorry. Versus, like, actively killing Miles for, like, existing in the first place, you yeah. know? But, like, there was a moment where it felt like, like Miguel clearly thought, like, if that's what I had to do to keep this whole universe, multiverse safe, like, that's what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, and what we caught of him, what we know of his character, what we've seen of him, we wouldn't put it past him to do it. Mm-mm. And the fact, honestly, with the way he was just like, talking about Miles being an aberration and everything, I'm a little surprised that he let Miles be Spider-Man for a year and four months or however long it was. Right. So, I think it, that was always in the back of his mind. I, I don't know if he was gonna do it right away, and if uh, Gwen, Peter B, or even a uh, Jess was like, hey, yo, take a step back, let him do his thing, Canon marches on, mm-hmm. you know, just let him be. And if things go uh, sideways, let's just Contain him, lock him up, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, a, I don't know. But I really thought he would he would go kill Miles. Mm-hmm. I thought this was definitely going to be more than a just containment situation for a moment. I really don't Not know. At,
0: yeah, at that point, yeah. Yeah. You know, like he was happy to contain him before, but Miles, Can't him? that's the thing. Like, Miles breaks boundaries, right? I mean, he does it, uh, like, obviously in something as, like, banal and earthbound as like getting into brooklyn visions academy right yeah he's like like in the first movie he's like oh, i only got in because of the lottery right the chance there's this idea of i only got here by chance mm-hmm. and then his dad's like no you passed that entrance exam like everybody else you were meant to be here you proved yourself yep right like oh my gosh the more i think about it, the more i see how many seeds were planted in the first movie that evoked Damn. the name i see the second one that are bringing up right because he's like I'm only here by chance. And both of his parents have been very intentional about saying no, you know. No, he, you earned your way through. You be to- the spark. You are amazing. You are loved. Yes. Right? Like, you are supposed to be here. And you make your own place. His uncle saying to him, keep going. You're the best of us all. Just keep yep. going. Yep. Right? And that's, like, what Miles does. And, right? And, like, when he's having that climactic fight. I know we're skipping ahead and re- talking about this. But it's, like, the whole theme of the movie. Um, like, him saying, I am really just tired of... One, people call him a kid, right? The yeah. condescension, right? The condescension. Of, like, adults know better. Adults know how this is supposed to play out. Adults are supposed to tell you what to do. And, like, you just listen, right? And But the other thing that he, he is, like, saying is, like, no, I am taking ownership of my own story, you As know? As should, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sick of you guys telling me what, how I should do it, right? His own friend telling him how I should go about it. Mm-hmm. This is, like, I mean, it's, like i don't know like i I know i keep bringing this up but like the whole like you know especially you think too of like the real world applications of like people of color being policed into like no it's supposed to be go this way yeah you're supposed to behave like this and this is how you fit into this system that was not built for you you know Uh, like uh, i think about it the more it just yeah um yeah And I mean that's what I've always loved so much about Miles is just like the like how the real world real world like leaks more and more into the world of Spider-Man and vice versa through his character, you know? Cause he like breaks boundaries like just from his existence in like so on so many levels, you know? And so but he also he, you know, but that also means he breaks expectation, right? He thinks outside of the box and you think is he going to be able to save his dad at the end? Is he, is he going to have like both of his parents by the end of this? And like, you know, I, I mean, I have a strong feeling that like the fate thing is going to play a hand, you know, cause you do what you can with the cards you've been dealt, but at the same time you are dealt certain cards, you know? And like, what do you do? You know, it's, Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, again, it's, like, it's these tensions, you know, so, like, but I could see a version where Miles, you know, shows that, like, there there is loss and everything, but, like, you keep fighting, you know, and, yeah. like, and I don't know, just, like, I don't want to say, I don't want to, I was going to say there's, like, an element of exceptionalism to it, but I, I don't like that either, right, because it, it it doesn't address the core issue of, like, the whole, the system being corrupt. And I think on some level it is. I, Cause like, I don't know, like Miguel's system of like cleaning up, you know, and letting people die and everything. Like there's something that just doesn't feel right about it either. Right? Like there's something that just, just I'm like, this seems wrong. <laughs> Yeah. as Gwen says we're supposed we're to be, supposed be good guys. guys. Right. And so it just makes you wonder well is this the right thing? I mean, I do understand where Miguel's coming from and I see the importance of this. But is it really the only way? The only way. That's like that's the question that I have at the at the end of this movie and we don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> we do not know. It seems like there is the possibility that maybe
1: there is more than one way because um uh, going into Gwen's story, mm-hmm. we see that like she's At odds with her father when she reveals her identity to him. And that's partially why she joined the society. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems like because he's captain of the police that he's fated to die too. And it Mm -hmm. seems like she's more or less tried to kind of accept that, Mm -hmm. you know, but then she talks to him after being, you know, gone, gone, you know, for months after Mm -hmm. being exiled from the spider society that the two have a heart to heart talk. And he says that he quits. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, having his daughter be the vigilante he's been, like, hunting down mm-hmm. has him obviously rethinking things, that things aren't so black and white. So right. So
0: the fact that he's not captain of the police anymore might change, like, that story. Might ch- it changes his fate, right? Because Miles says to Gwen, like, your death's captain, he's still alive right but then it suddenly it's like well her dad's not the captain anymore so and what like, does that mean right and what does that mean is it because does it like just reaffirm the idea that because his dad is going to be captain he's he is going to die because her dad's living, but he just quit as being captain, so like he doesn't have that mark on him anymore. Or, you know, there we have to think about the fact that like that guy, his coworker calls him captain, he's like, I'm not captain yet, I haven't been sworn in. Mm-hmm. You know, it hasn't happened yet. His like quote unquote fate has not been sealed. So what does that mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it just it just brings up all of these questions and it, it it's interesting that you say about like the Gwen's dad like realizing it's not so black and white. Because, you know, you think of, like, of Miguel saying it as very black and white, you know? Even though it's much grayer and much more nuanced, he just has to think about it in terms of black and white in order for him to do what he feels must be done. Exactly. And you can tell that's the only way he gets through this. Yeah.
1: This was literally a guy who just wanted to be happy. Mm-hmm. Literally took over the life of a guy, of a version of himself, who was happy this guy just wanted the simple things he wanted to have a family he Mm -hmm. wanted to be just a dad rather than like this uh creature vampire spider ninja thing Mm -hmm. that's what he wanted until he realizes that it's not that simple and decided to take the whole world on his shoulders and decided to give that responsibility to a select few like, you can see uh, Jessica Drew has definitely followed his line of thinking, although you can tell she's at least got some doubts kind of niggling in there. Yeah. But others, like a spider bite, definitely is kind of rethinking her thing. Then, of course, you know, Spider Punk never quite believed it. You right. Know?
0: Yeah, he's like, yeah, Miles, engage in the chaos. I love the chaos. <laughs> and he gives Gwen, like, the her, her time, her reality switching watch or whatever yeah you know so that she can keep causing chaos he just like loves to enable chaos yes he does
1: i'm a little surprised that they gave him uh access to the watch in the first place yeah knowing the way uh, whatever love him love him so much thank you daniel kaluuya <laughs> you thank you sir i love he was, you
0: he was very cool he's a very, he, very even cool under the mask as miles says
1: um i was always cool <laughs> i'm like yeah you were yeah
0: yeah yeah. But
1: anyway, so it seems like um he's convinced the people, uh, Miguel, I should say, has convinced the people closest to him in this sp- spider society, we got to do this. It's the only way. I really don't know how he spun it with, like, the other multiple spider people because they had a lot of people after Miles, mm-hmm. whether or not most of them knew exactly what was going on. But the ones, that, like, closest to him are definitely starting to have their doubts when most of them did not have before because Jessica kept telling Gwen, like get in get out if you can't control it if you can't like manage this Mm
0: -hmm. there's nothing i can do Mm -hmm. but like when she's watching gwen and like like i just wonder yeah when when gwen's with like with their parents and over in eavesdropping basically on their whole conversation you know you clearly do see the doubt on her face about whether this is the right course of action Mm mm-hmm and you know, I don't know. It's like it's such a good question. Like what what is like you know, saving one person versus saving a whole universe. And like I mean, unfortunately it is true though. Like you can't save everyone. Some people don't want to be saved,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: Like putting fate aside, some people don't want to be saved.
1: Exactly. And, like,
0: yeah. You know, um I'm not saying that's the case for Miles' dad by any means, but, like, there are just, like... There's just
1: too many uh, circumstances and nuances that really take the whole idea of fate off its hinges. Mm -hmm. You know, this is literally an idea that's been going on for centuries and will continue to be a topic of conversation regardless of how our society, you know, advances technologically and such. So, we really don't know what's set in stone for Miles Mm -hmm. versus what he can change. And I really hope he can change some things, because I love Jeff Morales. He is, he's doing his damn best, and we love him for it.
0: Yeah. It would just, like, devastate me also for him, like, for either of his parents to die without even him, like, getting to hug them one more time and talk to them one more You know what I mean? Like, oh, anyway, okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Making myself sad again, but... I feel like there was other stuff I wanted to say about the contradictions of Miguel's position, but nothing's come. It's not coming to me right now. But like, basically, like, basically, like, I just have more questions than answers about like what the future of like his system, his like system is going to be. Right, right. It feels like his the the system he's created in order to like manage the multiverse or the Spider Verse is like is like it's, like it's like it's in the shape of a box. He's trying to put everything into this box you know but miles is the like is like water you know it's like he flows and he moves and it's out of control and like you know it's it can't be like he can't be contained and like that's the part that seems to like drive miguel up the wall (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know um and it's not like again it's not like about like Like, say, like, um, the evolutionary, high evolutionary in Gardens of the Galaxy, right, where everything has to be perfect. No, it's just the way that he wants it, built in his image. Like, that's not where Miguel is coming from, you know? But still, he has, you know, it's clearly he has this big thing about control. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, I just... I keep going. I keep saying this, but I understand where he's coming from. But it's also like—is yeah. it the only way forward?
1: He is way too extreme at times. I'm just like, my gosh, dude, have you really checked no other options? Because I'm I'm also looking at like when they went to um, Mubab Hatton, you mm-hmm. know, Spider-Man India's mm-hmm. universe, and after Miles had uh, saved. That girl's father, Mm -hmm. which I guess wasn't supposed to happen. There was that sinkhole anomaly quantum thing Mm -hmm. or whatever. But the way that the other spider people went in to try to fix it makes me think, okay, can it be fixed? Or are they just stabilizing that hole until the dimension inevitably collapses? Like, how many canon events need to be broken for the whole dimension to go sideways, you know?
0: I mean, it makes me wonder, too, if, like, Miguel will find another way to, like, kill the dad... That's what I was wondering too. I genuinely thought that's exactly what that's, was happening. I thought so, I I wonder if they'll touch on that because, like, it would be very dark, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: For them to go that route, but I can't believe that. You know, I can't imagine that he wouldn't find some other way. Because it, again, it it draws back to the the what if with Doctor Strange, right? If she doesn't die from. The car accident, like, even if they go to get pizza, like, someone robs them and shoots her. Like, there's, yeah. like, all these different, like, she just dies in some other way. Yep. You know? um, And so, like, I just wonder, like, is that part of what, you know, their operations involve? Or potentially could, you know? I don't know. I don't know. There's just so many, like you said, more
1: questions than answers here. And mm-hmm. I cannot wait for the next movie, which, uh, thankfully, we're not going to wait five years yeah. for. <laughs> 2024. Where are you at? Let's go.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So okay, I guess I guess that's all I wanted to say for now about this. The big theme of the of major
1: fate, theme, here. fate and
0: choice, and the dealing with the contradictions of that. Um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I know I we've totally gone off track in terms of talking about the plot, but um, yeah. Oh, you know, what? actually, one more thing. I I guess I wanted to. Say in terms of like um, things that Miles says that like sort of break expectations. Um, And like one of them is being the spot, right? Okay, so. Oh dear gosh. Right, so the spot is some scientist guy who got. He got bageled. He got. and got caught in the crossfire of the destroyed. Collider. um, Collider. And like he blames Miles for that, which I'm like, bro. You're the one who helped build this collider in the first place. Yeah, like like,
1: you're the one who decided to work for this. This guy, this egotistical, rich guy who kills people in cold blood, often with his bare hands, Mm -hmm. to make this portal-opening machine thing for his own selfish reasons. And you blame a kid who's trying to stop him from destroying the fabric of their
0: universe?
1: Yeah. Dude, get over yourself.
0: Right. I mean... But, you know, it's so funny, though, because, like, when he was first introduced and he's, like, just trying to get this ATM. He's literally just trying to make it, get the ATM because
1: initially he's just like, yeah, I fell apart after that because my family laughs at me. No one, like, takes me seriously. No one looks at me. And I'm like, okay, yeah. That is
0: heartbreaking. That is
1: heartbreaking. And considering his appearance, yeah, people are either going to laugh at you or they're going to freak out. Turns to crime because
0: what other option does he have? He, he literally has totally, no other option. it Totally does make sense. Um, and like you know, but Miles is like, well, you're still stealing this ATM, and also it's just why do you say ATM machine? It's like the, the M a-
1: in ATM, M. ATM <laughs> means machine. You're saying AT, you're you're saying ATM machine machine, <laughs>
0: which is such a great callback later when like when he said when Miles says to uh, Spider Man India like, oh, you know chai tea. He's like chai tea chai means tea. You're saying tea. <laughs> And, like, it's clearly a sore spot
1: for him. I can't even remember who says it again next Yeah, immediately corrects.
0: Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. and, okay, I know I made a joke about soulmateism and spider mateism, but that was totally a spider mate Totally. There like, it-
1: should be that one uh, pressure point that everyone has <laughs> with words and
0: such. We gotta find it. No, but I just love the connection, though, between, like, Miles and another spider guy, yeah. you know? Um. Anyway, so... But back She's to the spot, bot. right, you know, and so he calls him Phil in the week, Phil in the week, and you're texting somebody? How dare you, you know? I mean, you get yeah. yeah, he gets offended, yeah. he's like, so, like, offended about it, and, like, Miles, I mean, and Miles doesn't even, like, I mean, he does joke and make fun of him, but, like, he also is, like, genuinely just trying to get to his parents, like, there's another place he needs to be, he's kind of distracted, you know, and the fact is, like, he's not stopping to think about the nuances of, like, why this guy started stealing in the first place, he's just like, you just need to be tied Stop. up and arrested, yeah. Yeah, and like um, you know, I think Miles and I think if Miles had like his attention had been undivided, I think uh, he definitely would have like
1: noticed and said something. He definitely would have addressed it because that's what Spider Man does, basically. I
0: mean, and Miles in particular, I feel like, is really like excels in that, you know, because you know, like. He, he like jokes about him and everything, and then like the spot ultimately disappears within himself, oh my gosh. which is like a really funny, like sort of a uh, meta way of talking about an existential crisis. Um, for sure, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, but like you know, he disappears, and I was like, oh well, you know. And honestly, what else is he supposed to do, right? Because like has other fish to fry. Plus, what do you do? Disappear. Like, what more can you really do at that? Literally, point? what more can you do, right? And it's not like. Gwen shirking her responsibilities, but we're going to get into that later. Trust us, we will. So you know, but like anyway, but I'm bringing it up Miles breaking expectations with the spot because um, you know, later um, you know, I, I, Miguel's talking about like the spot, and I think I, I forget exactly how this is coming up. But Miles, at some point, he's like, "Well, listen, the spot just wants to be taken seriously, and like, you know, yeah, and he's my nemesis. Like he learned." This- unironically, like, my nemesis, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, of course he's taking him more seriously, right? Because he's seen him, like, cause his dad's death. Um, or it's implied that he causes his dad's death. I don't you know yeah that was sort of a vision Vision, though like is it because of the spot or like are we only seeing bits and pieces and like yeah you know what i mean like it could have been it's definitely heavily implied that it's the spot and like the spot vowing his revenge and stuff but like i mean i don't know sometimes sometimes visions can be misdirected so like that's something to think about as well but civil war part two (laughs) (laughs) right like because out of context certain things can like can seem worse than they are, you know? Right. So who um, knows? So who knows? I mean, and again, it might, like, you know, someone could be trying to kill him or something has killed Miles' dad, but not the spot. But like, for all intents and purposes, though, let's just say he is, yeah. you know, but like, so Miles is obviously taking him really seriously. um, And like, but he also, yeah, I mean, he, he talks about him as a nemesis, but also come, is clearly starting to come from a place of compassion, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, he just wants to be taken seriously and then Miguel just totally cuts him off. Ugh, and it makes yeah. you wonder, like, like, what would Miles have said if he was able to finish his thought, you know? Because he kept trying to, like, say, you don't have to do this, you know? And, like, like I don't know. There was something about trying to appeal to, like, the heart of the spot, you know? and But yeah. the spot's too far, you know, gone in that moment to, like... He's just so, like, hell-bent on, on revenge. And also of just, like, his own pride being hurt, right? Yeah. And, like, Miles, like, recognizes that. Miles has the emotional... Like... That's one of, like, Miles' really great strengths as a character in, like, whatever iteration is, that he really has a strong emotional intelligence, which I'm not sure Peter Perk really has. Miles has really high emotional intelligence. Yes, he does. Um, like, and he's able to to see that, but it's, like, just totally thrust away um, by Miguel and, like, dismissed, right? But, like, here here is Miles coming from a place of, like, emotional intuition and compassion and kindness Right, which you could even like if you wanna get meta about gender now, like like are considered <laughs> often like more feminine traits, uh-huh, and like you know, and if you think about Miguel, who is like a very hyper masculine character, um cutting him off and saying, no, we're not even gonna think about that, you know mm-hmm. like there's there's a layer to that as well, oh yeah, definitely, mhm, so I don't know that was just like another example though of like miles presenting another like possibility that, like, no one else is thinking of because of his own personality, his own life experience, um, and, like, how he has been poured into by his parents in terms of coming from a place of, like, really deep, like, unequivocal, like, unafraid to express their emotions kind of background, right? Because, I mean, his dad's like, say, I love you, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and (laughs) And of course his mom is super affectionate. And his mom is super affectionate, right? Because, like, and like, and you can see how that has um culminated into miles being again very emotionally astute and being able to bring this like love that aren't like a lot of the other spider people frankly close them have closed themselves off to yep which i think is a oh, lot of what yeah. makes miles spe- what makes miles so special because he grew up with like he has grown up with both his parents and both of his parents are like emotionally available like that they- like they're not perfect, you know, but like his dad really tries to be there for him, yeah. Like, you him where he's at, and you can see how much he grows as a parent, um, you know, and you can see like how open he is, which you don't always get from like men or men mm-hmm. of color, you yep. know. So like, yep. you know, like um, the like you think of the machismo culture, right, for Latinos, but like, um, you know, and so like the, it's created like a, an an I keep saying this over and over again, but an emotional availability um within miles that i think because everyone else is really closed off if you think about it gwen is like i don't make friends (laughs) you know um is like i don't make friends (laughs) you know (laughs) oh yeah yeah times ten drew is like we just do what we need to do you know yeah um Or, like, Spider-Punk, he's, like, won't even, like, show his face right away. He won't say who he lost when they're all talking about who I lost. Oh, I lost so-and-so, I lost so-and-so. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, like, they're, like, all of these Spider-People are emotionally closed off. Yes, they are. And that's what, like, makes Miles so unique in terms of his own distinctive experience and personality, right? Because... Yeah, no one else is, like, really in tune with, like, emotion, their own emotions, let alone other people's. And I don't know if that's, like, the answer in terms of dealing with, like, the spot, um, but it's certainly something that I'm thinking a lot about in terms of Miles' character.
1: Yeah, and honestly, uh, emotional availability and openness is definitely something that needs to be shown more in media, and it's definitely one of the better answers to a lot of uh, uh, issues, whether in comic or in real life here, so... The fact that Miles is ahead of the game here is awesome, and like you said, maybe it'll help with the spot. Maybe it won't. But I'm really he doesn't close himself off after everything that's happened to him because he's still feeling pretty betrayed by uh, Gwen and Peter B. and mm-hmm. feeling and like everyone's against him. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't tell him. They should have told him because they're like, look, we didn't want to tell you. We just wanted to do what's best for you. He's like, well, wh- who are you to decide? You know,
0: who are you to decide? Exactly. You. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like, just... That's a big one, folks. Even if it concerns someone else, why don't you let the other person know so they can... agency? Yes, thank you. Their free will. like, And even though that gets into the whole um, debate about free will versus fate, nah, nah. At least give him a chance to think this through and decide on his own. So yeah, he has every right to feel betrayed. And right now I'm really hoping he doesn't emotionally close himself off because where we left him he's in an- another universe where his uncle Aaron is alive but
0: evil and his alternate self is the prowler and his dad is dead right and like and be- i mean speaking of death right you could see that this version of miles the prowler miles is dead inside you know it's oh he- yeah right because we were talking about miles being super compassionate but he's like our dad's gonna die he's like your dad my dad's already dead Seriously. It's like the unspoken thing.
1: Mm-hmm. oh my god Gosh, I don't know how Mm -hmm. he did it going from, like, our Miles, who has so much feeling in everything he does, like, so Mm -hmm. much passion in his tone of voice, whether he's happy or sad or whatever. Mm -hmm. This Miles, Miles uh, 42 or whatever, Mm -hmm. Earth 42, just, nah, you can tell he broke. Mm -hmm. He totally broke. They animated it well, too, where you see there's nothing going on in his eyes, Mm -hmm. but the dialogue in Hashemik more just... Projects that whole, like, no, I made my choices that I did, I don't care anymore Mm -hmm. kind of attitude going on. Oh, brilliant voice acting. Brilliant voice acting all around, but especially right there. When you're, like, technically in a dual role. Mm -hmm. Oh my
0: gosh i do you think we'll um i mean we're, we're definitely probably gonna see more of the prowler miles and i'm interested in that even though it, <laughs> watching it makes me really sad oh, like God. his mom is still around and still this, such a warm and lovely person and she has no idea like she doesn't even seem like kind of put off by miles being so different you know and i wonder if prowler miles kind of puts on a facade like he's okay in front of his mom that's thinking because the fact that he wasn't able to fool her you know i was just like huh with
1: Aaron, it's, like, I can't tell if um, Miles fooled him or if...
0: Um, no, he didn't. He okay, was like, I didn't... He so... said, like, what happened to your braids, man? Like, he clearly clocked him right away.
1: Okay, thought so, I really did, but honestly, I could have missed something, but... Dear God, so the fact that his mom is still so sweet, despite that she lost her husband, and clearly this Miles is still lying to his mother and still has, like, a dual identity second life thing going on thing mm-hmm. she's still supportive and loving of him
0: oh my gosh i just i i want to i i want to know a lot more about this prowler miles and what i'm so afraid i mean i am afraid too but like <laughs> in the next movie we're definitely seeing like a
1: comic of him too you know mm-hmm. yeah let's let's get this stray let's make it quick i miles morales lost my dad i did what i had to do to make some bucks with my uncle Aaron. no one messes with me yeah watch that happen
0: yeah, I hope that, like, he gets redeemed, though. I hope so. Because it just, like, I'm really emotionally devastated that, like, this Miles, because he's bitten by the forty two spider that, like, you know, was, like, quote, supposed to bite this one, this one ends up in, like, this deep pit of darkness. <laughs> and like It's sad, and, like, I just, I hope that, like, I don't know, I just hope that he, like, I, the fact that his mom is still around and is clearly so, st- still so warm and loving... And, you know, that she isn't like, you're my estranged son. Like, he does not like, he still has, like, a relationship with her Um, uh, that makes me hopeful that, like, he can, you know, find some way back. Um, I don't know if they'll give us that. I don't know if that's the story they really want to tell, but it's certainly one I'm interested in.
1: For sure. There's got to be something out there by the end of all this, because we don't know what's going to happen. Clearly, the writers have been thinking about this for a while, five years in the making, they know what they're doing. They know how to punch us in the fields and leave us wanting for more and thanking them for each and every punch. <laughs> but if we don't see the redemption, I can understand that because there is a lot going on right now. Like a lot. We still got to figure out how Miles is going to uh, get back home. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be able to save his dad, if he can change Miguel's mind. And now that Gwen's uh, recruited her own spider society, so to speak, created her own band, mm-hmm. we're going to see if they can rewrite the status quo rewrite the story Mm -hmm. maybe take control of their fate for the first time without completely destroying everybody there's not to mention the spot the dude is definitely a threat like he was a threat before but he was just more like small scale i'm just trying to survive i'm trying to steal money Mm -hmm. to i will destroy everything and everyone you love and i will risk my own life to do it i mean that really went from like zero to a hundred with that oh yeah for sure like it makes me wonder it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Jamie Foxx's character in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 I'm kind of blanking mm. on his name right now right but the fact that it's just a guy who wanted to be recognized just goes off the deep end because no one likes or respects him it, it's sort of the whole if more emotionally available people to re- recognize this guy's in trouble you wouldn't have the, this many supervillains who feel the need to hurt others just because they've hurt him first you know mm-hmm. It makes me think of uh, the Peter Parker and Gwen's universe, too. I mean, mm. he took that serum that turned him into the lizard.
0: And he was going after his bully. Like he yes, was he was. To, yeah.
1: Seriously, there was a moment where I wanted to shout in the theater, just let him let him do it, Gwen. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not sad about this. <laughs> Sorry, other Ned, but bye. <laughs> you know, just... So just that whole um, zero to a hundred thing with the spot, I, I don't know if we're going to redeem this guy or if he's going bye-bye. I really don't because, mm. you know, even before he went full 100% inverted Dalmatian or whatever, <laughs> he was kind of polite to the other people in the dimensions. Mm. Like when he went to the Venom universe and was talking to the um, drugstore oh, chick. Yeah. I forgot her name. I feel bad. But the fact that he was still polite to he's he like, can I have some gum? Thanks. You know, yeah. oh, wait, where am I? Oh, this is a typical Tuesday for you. Very conversationalist. Yeah. When he's in uh, a Hatton or whatever, he's mm-hmm. just like, "Excuse me, do you know where the you know?" <laughs> oh my gosh, four people on a bike! Wow, that does not seem safe, you know. So there's still a little bit of humanity there. I just don't know how much of it is gone. Yeah. Now that he's just gone full hundred villain, because we haven't quite seen him after you know he switched color scheme here. Mm-hmm. But I really hope there's there's something redeemable about him. I don't want him to be disposed of it, it seems like though like with the uh, how the spider society is going about their uh villains and anomalies, they're just kind of trapping them and putting them back but with the spot i'm thinking dude even if you put this guy back in miles's universe with his powers
0: it's yeah. gonna cause damage right so like unless he gets redeemed he has to die you know that's, See, that's like... what i'm
1: afraid of yeah. considering miguel's point of view here right and you know i'm all for kill them all kill them all
0: Yes. Him. and like and you know i could be wrong and like they're gonna like totally like the writers are gonna totally throw miles's line out the window and be like no he just got to die i really hope not because oh. like miles like in just that one moment brought a lot of subtlety to that dynamic and that character even when that he is terrified he's gonna kill his dad if you really think about like like miles is thinking about this of all people you know what i mean mm-hmm hmm like maybe if we just treat him with decency and respect Oh, no. we're not gonna do that don't be ridiculous i
1: yeah, was <laughs> afraid of them killing the spot is gonna set an not like an, an example for miles but we'll kind of keep that thought in the back of his head like this is the only way and sometimes it's the only thing that needs to be done for the greater good because i'm of a firm belief that there's always another option and that killing someone isn't always the way to go But that's a whole nother uh, conversation there. But I'm really hoping they redeem him just for Miles' sake here. Because I know I want him to still stay sweet. Mm. I know he's got to be a little jaded at some parts because being a superhero means seeing a lot of intense stuff and not saving everyone. You got to toughen yourself up and get a little jaded. I get that. Mm -hmm. I get that. I'm for it. But not so soon, mm-hmm. and not through murdering another dude who literally just wanted to live a normal life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what they're gonna do with the spot. If they're gonna give him like an intense sequence before redeeming him, or if they're just make him destroy himself because I've seen villains do that too, where they're I mean, inv- you
0: can see that too. Yeah, you know, where it's like, and like, not even redeeming him necessarily, but like. More still like staying me into that sympathy, that sympathy angle. You know, I mean, if he does succeed in killing Miles's dad, I'll I'll lose that sympathy for sure. Gone. But... <laughs> Gone. Now
1: yeah. you know how I felt with the uh, Green Goblin and No Way Home. I'm like, why? <laughs> no, no, Toby, no, no, mean, me no, no.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, but like the thing with that though, right? Is that May would not have wanted that, and he, like it's about respecting what she taught peter to do Mm -hmm. you know so i mean i still wouldn't want miles to kill a spot even if the spot kills his dad like that still doesn't feel right to me i'm just saying i wouldn't necessarily have the sympathy for spot as a character
1: no i totally get you and knowing miles he would definitely want revenge because he wanted to make the kingpin pay after killing his uncle Mm -hmm. not in the murdery sense but he definitely wanted to get some good punches in yeah but after the stuff he's been through um i'm really hoping they don't push my poor baby over the edge here
0: don't think they will but, I mean, we've already seen him pushed over the edge. We have the Prowler Miles. We already know what that looks like. Uh, we know it's capable. We know it's
1: there. The possibility is there. He w- It would not exist if he wasn't capable of that sort of darkness over the edge. I totally get that. So, but it's just, I guess, one of the hopes that I have that if the spot is not redeemed, he either destroys himself or they lock him away somewhere where he cannot get away. Do not kill him, Miguel. Miles don't feel the urge and spot if you touch Jeff Morales, you will not be safe from my wrath
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, all right so we i think I think we've said all we, like the main stuff about about miles um and his his conflict we really should talk about Gwen because she, she was definitely the second protagonist for this time around. Yeah.
1: I mean, her role was pretty big in the last movie, but it's like they really took it up another level. I mean, she opens the movie. She opens the movie. I did not expect that. I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but the fact that she narrates about like her own uh, comic, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and gets a little more into it, you know, Mm -hmm. getting more into... Peter's death and how her father thinks that Spider Woman killed Peter Parker
0: Wait, um very circumstantial evidence, like very circumstantial. But I'm like, guessing... police officer, are you? Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> but
1: uh, you can tell, like, that he saw Peter as a second son. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing emotion clouded his judgment. But we start off with Gwen, and you can tell that she's really trying. Not to be friends. I mean, she kind of self-sabotages her being in that band. Mary Janes. The Mary Janes, that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, clearly because she doesn't want friends. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. She wants friends. Right. Specifically, she wants Miles again. hmm You know, so... She's got that conflict going on, but after revealing her identity to her dad and her dad basically ready to arrest her, you got Miguel and Jess offering her a spot in the Spider Society. And so... It's been you assume months I, f- I forget how long she said like five months or something
0: mm-hmm. where she's just okay. been yeah, a couple months, I think or yeah. no, yeah, I don't remember now. well, at least how many her for like a year and four months, I think, mm-hmm. and then she's been with the spider people the Spider society for like two months, I want to say something like that something like it's, that.
1: She's clearly knows the name of the game here. She's been doing their work.
0: Right, but, but before you get into that, I wanted to touch on, too, though, like, as she's playing on the drums, she has, like, these, she thinks about how she let down her friend Miles, and, like, it like it jumps ahead to all these future sequences in the movie that it kind of makes me question the, like, passage of time, because, like, she's thinking about, like, how she let Miles miles down, and you see Miles' look of betrayal that you don't see until, like, the climax of the movie. Yeah you know and like it makes you think oh is this like a whole like we'll come back to the scene like like this is like a um you know open and like oh all this happened and then you see all the stuff that happened that they're talking about at the beginning of the movie yeah you know what i mean um like because like these like you see these visions that she's playing on the drums like they're memories but like it has none of it's happened yet so it's more like prophecies you know yeah like, why is she talking about letting Miles down? Because it made me wonder. Oh, okay, this is like, you know, this is the this beginning we're seeing is actually the end of the movie, and she's yeah. thinking back to how she betrayed Miles and whatever. But it's not because, like, then the stuff happens with like her dad finding out her secret. Yeah, you know? like it. It just honestly, the Gwen parts were the only parts that I had qu- qualms and criticism <laughs> of for this movie, and that and I liked her stuff overall, but this is where like. I have a couple of different like things where I'm just like yeah. they didn't totally think this through for Gwen, um, and like how this how time and plot works, um, <laughs> the because like yeah she like I it, do you know what I'm talking about though like it made me feel confused that like why she was thinking about the future unless that was right just, unless that was not what was going on in her brain that was just something the audience was seeing you know you know I have no idea now that you mention it because like because why would she be talking about letting Miles down when all that None of that stuff with uh, the the movie, what happens in the movie, has not happened yet. Right. I mean, it's not even like a, it's been a couple... Like, she's joined the Spider Society, right? She's in her universe. It's before she's left. Yeah. Like... So what's what's the deal? What, with that? How has she let Miles down other than not being able to see him in his universe when she doesn't even know that there's, like... A way wh- to do so. A way to do so. Like, I, that was confusing to me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now that you mention it. Shoot. Yeah. I wonder what's... I, I might need to watch the movie again to, like, understand the logic a little bit better, but that's... Yeah. That was, like, what I came away with as a first-time viewer. But, anyway, sorry. That, that's no, 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 that's fine. That's a distraction. I totally get that. She's part of the Spider Society. You continue on. What were you gonna say? She's part of the Spider Society. You could tell
1: she's gotten into the groove of things, you know, going after, you know, anomalies and aberrations, And she's supposed to look into the spot in Miles's dimension. But she can't help herself. She's got to go visit him, even though she's told, don't do it. Jess Drew is just like, nope, don't do it. But she's got gonna... to do She sends like a, a tracker for the spot and then just goes, hangs out with Miles for a couple hours. And I'm like, dude, you couldn't have captured him first? I mean, the spot is literally out of
0: spots. Yep. This is the time to capture him. Right. He can't fight back. He's right. He's just a dude now. And, like, considering how bad things get because she didn't oh. get him first, you're just like, oh, Gwen, you really messed up bad. Yep. But, like, and, like, I was, like, thinking about this more as well um, because I was like, okay, you know, she's a teenager. She's just so desperate to see miles, whatever. But, like, I was like, but still, like, just, like, take care of the spot first and then go see him. But then I thought, well, Okay. You know, she could have had this fear of Miguel or Jessica calling her back as soon as the job was done, as soon as they sensed it or saw it, you know, like, and so she wouldn't, this is, like, her only chance to, like, say yes. hi to Miles and to, yeah. like, reunite with him. Like, this is, like, she sees it as her only chance because she knows as soon as the mission's done, she's going to be pulled away against her will before she has a chance to do so. And that that's what I'm going to hold on to as the explanation for why she didn't just take the time to capture yep. Spot first. Um,
1: and I want to point out too, now that I'm thinking about it, that's a mistake on Miguel and Jess's part too, to send her in miles of dimension, because yeah. I can only, they, they know that she's friends with him. Mm. You would think that they would take care of the spot themselves to prevent send someone to babysitter. Literally. Mm-hmm. But instead they seem to trust her judgment, even though she's only been there for a couple months. Like, dude, if I was part of an organization, I knew that the mission I was sending my rookie on could have them emotionally compromised they're either not going at all or they're getting a seasoned emotionless person with them mm-hmm. so or, too so hello yeah, that's valid that's valid hello and gwen you could tell she really wanted to tell miles about everything because when she and him are talking you know uh near uh captain uh morales's party
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a interesting thing like lots of good food and such Mm -hmm. but they're having that conversation and you can tell she kind of wants to tell him but can't Mm -hmm. slash won't Mm -hmm. I'm thinking girl you gotta say something you know Mm -hmm. can't have your cake and eat it too the whole that 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 whole debate in this sense yes you cannot have your cake and eat it too because you, you you're explicitly told to stay away from him for reasons that Miguel see- sees as valid. Mm-hmm. And even she sees it kind of as valid, too, like, with the way she's acting and everything, where she knows what she's doing is uh, not okay, mm-hmm. but still does it anyway. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot there, right, with, like, how much she desperately wants, like, friends and wants Miles to be her friend. I mean, she really wants, like, Jessica Drew to be her friend. She's No, like, she so wants to be adopted. Adopt me. Yeah. She you wants just adopt me what nothing i'm like honestly though right. valid. mommy issues where you at like mommy issues. <laughs> um yeah so like she she clearly is so desperate for companionship and Miles is just so genuine and open-hearted of a person like that's the best kind of friend you can have when you've been like shut off emotionally for so yep. long you yep. <laughs> you're just so earnest and like perfect anyway, sorry <laughs> no he really is i don't blame
1: her for being drawn to him mm-hmm. we're all drawn to him we are rooting for him from the start from
0: the beginning um yeah so all right i know we talked about this offline about the whole like gwen and miles ship your thoughts on it
1: yeah i'm not on board folks I- i'm not like i can see them as bros who are attracted to each other but I really can't see them ending up together, at least at this point in time. If if that's mm-hmm. going to change, they better convince me pretty well, because it's obvious that Miles really likes her mm-hmm. and Gwen likes him a little too, but not nearly enough to take that leap of faith, you know?
0: Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice reference. Um, of course. Yeah, well, okay. So for me, like, all right, like, I read the original run of, like, Spider-Gwen and Miles that everyone went feral over <laughs> in the comic book verse, and I was honestly not that impressed with the story same. or their chemistry. Okay, yeah, same. Um, and I was like, okay, they're there. I think they have better chemistry in the movies. Um, I think I can see them more, like, that sense of, like, attraction and, and, like, and, like, the parallels between them, right? Like, both their dads are, like, cops, um, both of them obviously deal with that similar struggle of, like, being a Spider-person, but also of, like, isolation, right? Because yeah, Miles doesn't really sure. have – Miles doesn't have friends either, as much as he would like to have them. You know, um, like, um, I, I've always said Gonky, but I guess it's Genki. Um, I guess
1: so. Yeah, Genki. You could tell that, you know, like, Genki knows enough about Spider-Man
0: to keep Miles a secret. They're acquaintances. They're not they're friends. They're acquaintances. And I know – why that is, you know, like because it has to show like that Miles is lonely, just like yeah. Gwen his is lonely. Just the spider people in general seem to be very lonely. Yes they are. Right? And so like I understand why because if he had like an emotional home base, so to speak, with genki like we see in the comics, you know, it just wouldn't resonate as much. So it like would not, yeah. So of Genki and Miles's friendship. It like hurt. it it made me sad. I'm like, "No, be besties." <laughs> Hopefully they get there one day. Hope they get there one day. I don't know if we'll see it in this next movie cuz there's just like so there's much else going not on. So much going on. explicitly like, says, "I'm going to be your guy in the chair." <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> it was so funny. All the references, folks. All uh, the references love all the references you don't even know spider spidey is spite with spider soulmateism
1: Spide- spider soulmateism and not just uh animated but real life references too seriously seeing donald glover made me lose my mind oh,
0: yeah don't even speak to me of that okay and <laughs> when it like live action miles morales when anyway okay but I was making a point about him and Gwen, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, so you can see like the places where like you can see them bonding, you know, yeah. and like that she like finds him genuinely amusing and smart, and like appreciates his art, his art even when she realizes it's like all of her. Of her she yeah. doesn't like embarrass him or anything. She says, "I miss you too." Like it's a very earnest yeah. thing. So it's very sweet. I think they're like I think they're cute. I think they're sweet together. Yes, you know, yeah. I don't necessarily. I'm like, oh. I get married or anything but like <laughs> nah nah right um because they're so young right but like you can you can see this like vibe right i think um when they're um hanging out upside down and yeah, like it's a very beautiful visual shot yeah, you know yeah. um and you know and gwen says to him says to miles like you know in every other universe Gwen Stacy falls in love with spider-man and you see his hand inch over and then she says and it never ends well and and this we know though why it doesn't end well <laughs> right so no. he's just
1: thinking oh they break up or what if
0: no you don't you even can, know you can I think he probably does understand that it doesn't end well like through like through it breaking up or through death like i think he's very much aware of like the death of peter uh, you know like he knows her life story so i think he is aware you've got that, an but, idea like, of that um yeah our baby. like so but like yeah like he he just hand away but then he's like well you know there's a first time for everything right and that's like and again it gets at miles being like the first time for everything throughout this movie yep. where he like breaks expectations and he just comes out of nowhere and everyone's like what the heck (laughs) you know like just even that suggestion of a line of like well you know i know it's never worked out for you before but why can't it be this why can't what why why does that mean you give up exactly yeah exactly he's just so wonderful like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so like miles is bae as always but like as always but yeah so like There's that, like, you know, awkward, teenagery, first love kind of vibe. But also just, like, also not even that because, like, they're having trouble even being friends, right? Because, again, Gwen is just, like, not emotionally available even for that. And you understand why. Yeah. But it's still there, right? And she puts up that wall. And, like, he respects it. But, like, you know, he also, like, opens a doorway to another way of thinking you know yes he does. and that's like just left hanging in the air and the fact is that she continues to hang out with him and then you know and like okay so before this like miles had that big blow up with his parents at his oh dad's celebratory God. party party after miles has done his best to bring up like a cake that like had this long speech that he was trying to dictate to the cake lady yes talking about how proud he is of his dad and it's so s- sweet and sad because dad doesn't even <laughs> see it and it just ends up saying i'm not proud. Oh my <laughs> god! I really wish
1: he could have ignored all the Spidey senses moments. Like mm-hmm. seriously, like that armadillo thing, porcupine, whatever that was. That I can, yeah. Please don't
0: ignore that. The
1: purse snatcher, for Pete's sake, cat ear.
0: But Miles can't do that because he has that sense of responsibility. Of course. Anyway, so but big, big the big blow up and like the the poor DJ guy tries to drown out the fight, but he fails. a
1: bro. The moment the voices start getting raised, he's like, "Yeah, oh, it got so real for a moment. And, uh, you know, the Davises are understandably upset Yeah, they're where their son is. And they're thinking the worst that any parent could be thinking. They're thinking he's involved in a gang. He's involved in drugs, which, right. again, I get it. Yeah, They don't realize he's got uh, superhero extracurriculars going on here. And he's right. not sure to tell them either, but he can't exactly tell them because he's not sure how they'll take it. And even though he imagines them Flipping over the couch and being like, we love you just the way you are. We all know that's not exactly how it goes.
0: It paralleled the whole coming out as queer kind of yes. thing, right? Like,
1: yep, yep. As a queer woman, I felt that <laughs> resonate. My parents didn't quite flip the couch, but damn, they still love me, anyways.
0: That my- the- you won't love me the same is the there way she says it. Go. Like, that there'll be a shift that I won't be able to handle. And <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, so he tries to blow them off right you know, he tries whatever <laughs> oh and i'm like i'm like those are the word that is the word of death for that any is- hispanic and black family yep
1: <laughs> oh my gosh even uh jeff was like oh Did you see rio's face go from annoyed to oh you done it now <laughs> oh can i say it go ahead you're grounded. <laughs> Oh, but he has no choice. Well, he feels like he has no choice at the moment. He doesn't want to tell them, but he also has no real explanation as to where he's going. Even though he, you know he wants to be there, mm-hmm. he just has other priorities at the moment. He had the spot, and then he had those other little inconveniences. Plus, he had to chase down the cakes.
0: Yeah. I'm sure he would forget the cakes. Oh, he got the cakes. It just, like, it was a little messy. The thing is, right, you talk about you can have your cake and eat it too, right? That's what the counselor says. He's like, unless you make two cakes. You so know? he makes two cakes. Right. He makes two cakes. cakes. And, it, like, the fact is, he didn't forget the cakes. They didn't um end up getting lost or totally destroyed. Like, they were still, like, the, the, were was, the frosting was messed up, you know? Yeah. yeah. and that's a funny bit. But the fact is, he still brought the cakes. Yeah. Like, he didn't forget them. They weren't totally smashed to bits. It was just, like, the frosting was messed up. Like, mm-hmm. like he had both cakes. They were imperfect. They were flawed. They exist. But they were there. And he still brought that. Love and responsibility at, in one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I think there's there's stuff to unpack with that too. Just the symbolism of the cakes. It's like, oh, see, he failed at getting the cakes. But I'm like, no, he didn't fail at getting the cakes. It just he you failed to cake. get perfect cakes. You yeah, know? exactly. It's not we, gonna be perfect. It's just we got to take what we got. And... Right. I mean, we don't see him eating the cake, so there's also that too. Like, <laughs> so I don't. You know, um, the cakes. I don't know, maybe they did have a quick shot of them actually eating some of the cake, but... Um. They
1: were focusing on the real food first, in between Rio, just like, I bet she doesn't even speak Spanish. <laughs> you know, with a quote-unquote Wanda.
0: Oh, yeah. And, oh, just like the little subtle detail, too, of, like, the parent, like, them both being bugged by calling, being called by their first names. Oh, that right? is because- so who, who calls them by their first name before Gwen? Oh, it's Ganky. It's Ganky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, calls me Jeff. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't <laughs> like that, you know? Oh, he must be Rio. Oh, first name. I'm just like, yeah. They, they want to be called Mr. Mrs. Morales or whatever. I, I, I get that. I do. But at the same time, I'm like, yo. <laughs>
0: don't you subject. Yeah. Um. Also, just like a small aside, I love that they have Jeff be Jeff Morales instead of Jeff Davis I don't know he's af- so he's no longer named after a confederate guy the confederate person um, you know which is a, a par- like a something that fun fact about me I, I saw Jason Reynolds the author um, that was my first exposure to Miles Morales the character because he wrote uh young adult book about Miles Morales and yeah. Jason, who is a black man, talked about all the contradictions of like Miles's character when he was first established, including his dad being nef- named Jeff Davis and them not explaining how his dad is named Jeff Davis. Their parent, his parents are still married, and yet he goes by Miles Morales. Yeah, you know. But here they they, they reconded it, where like Jeff is clearly taken on Rio's last name, which, which is super I love cute. it. Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, so like fun aside to that. But anyway, okay. So um, they so he has this big blow up with his with his parents. And he's going to the room, and like you're grounded right, and then um, then he goes off on a little tryst with with Gwen, and he leaves his room and like, "Okay, your dad's ready to talk <laughs> really you know whatever pods tods and like." You know, and then you think, oh, you know. But then, like, so he has this, basically, a date with Gwen. Basically, right? yeah. And, like, they're hanging out and stuff. And then it cuts to them in, like, regular street clothes and eating. And you think, oh, they went... Back to the party to sneak away some food, right? Because you see them grab it with yeah. like with their webs and stuff, and they're just like, you know, and you think they're going to be hiding in a tucked away corner, but no, they're on like a little in a little like on a little ledge, elevated, like like forgotten, everyone to see them at this party. <laughs> you can see Miles' of parents looking at them. And I'm like, I I thought you were banished to your room or like that you your room and then you disappeared. Like it was like it. I don't know, just like. It was just a super awkward transition between Gwen and Miles' date to them being back at the party. Right. Actually, no, it wasn't an awkward transition. There wasn't a a transition. That was... (laughs) Exactly. It was awkward because it didn't exist. It was awkward because there was no transition. Like, (laughs) Like, it was... I don't know. It just made me do a double take. It was another one of those little things, like, I'm like... Like, a Gwen Stacy-related thing that I'm like, that didn't totally make sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's subtle, and it's little, but damn it's, it's there. It's the movie for a second, and yeah. Yeah, I was just
1: like, wait, what? Uh, okay, whatever. It wasn't just me, right? Like, no, no, no. no I, I was a little thrown too.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was, that's a moment there. Yeah. But anyway, well, she gets to meet his parents, and, you know, and... There's a lot there, right? Like, I mean, she calls them by their first name. It's funny. Um, they don't like it. They don't like it. And then, like, Rio, Rio is, like, okay, this is going to sound bad, but Rio is such a pushover. And she really reminds me of my mom. <laughs> okay. And I, okay, I love my mom. And my mom will, like, you know, I think definitely be the one to give me a talking to when I need it. Um, But also, like, my mom is just, like, oozes with so much, like, um, compassion and just like my little baby kind of energy at all my times little baby energy that's <laughs> just kind of, like you know that she's like i don't know she, that she's just like way less hard on me than most i think latina moms mm, like fair. she like lets me off the hook so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time you know and i really felt that that with rio um uh, this is the woman yeah.
1: who is, like, scolding Miles in the first movie for being late, only to hold him back a few more minutes by, like, yeah. planting a lot of besitos on him. Right. and that
0: was like, it's my mind too.
1: <laughs> that, there we go. Rio in a nutshell. Once she saw how upset he was that Gwen had to leave, mm-hmm. that's when she gives him that amazing motivational talk about him belonging where he says he belongs. And being like, you know what? Go ahead. Go after her. You're dude. still
0: grounded. Still, like you know, and it's like with my mom too. It's like you're still in trouble, but like, go, would do what you need to do. Yeah, go be
1: happy. Yeah, go with that girl. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like because like she says like you, like she really makes him light up. Yeah, and the like,
1: fact that she notices that she's mm-hmm. like my little baby boy. No one's no girl's ever gonna be good enough. Oh, don't replace me. <laughs> I'm like legit fear. <laughs> But she also knows that's something Miles needs to do, and that he really likes Gwen, mm-hmm.
0: so she go i like I'm shocked that she let him go, like I really am. I like how Jeff was so offended <laughs> that you <He> unilaterally
1: <laughs> decided to unground him, and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's real morales she's the mama yeah of course she will do it she is large and in charge like and in charge and i love that um once gwen goes to them at the end of the movie like i don't know where he is but i have an idea and i'll bring him back Mm -hmm. and she's like look if you see him tell him five months (laughs) love him (laughs) we love him seriously perfection it's of such perfect- parental figures. We got more of Rio. That's yes. like, yeah. Oh my gosh. We didn't get as much of her as I would have liked in the previous movie, but I get it, I get it, for the sake of the movie, him and his dad had to bond, you know, because they were at odds.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just to see, like, that bond still continuing, even if it's a little shaky at times.
0: Right, like, they still have those tensions and the awkwardness, and, but and like, to see the dad be insecure about it all the time, oh, he's like, I'm, I'm like... messing up all the time.
1: And he opens up to Spider-Man, and <laughs> Spider-Man's just like, Oh,
0: uh, as a uh, third party with no <laughs> skin in this game. I think you should just let your son fly spread his wings and fly. Uh, you know? He puts it exactly but He just spreads his arms apart to make the point. Like But
1: even Jeff later reiterates that
0: Like I just I want like a fixed series of like uh Jeff's interactions with Spider Man, not It
1: exists. Just, it, 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 it exists. On AO three, I can't remember the title, but it's basically like Jeff realizing that uh Spider Man is a kid and that he tries to do his best to protect this kid who's doing vigilante stuff. hmm Yeah, I don't know if it's a series of one-shots or an ongoing story, but I remember it existing.
0: Uh, please send it to me.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to whoever the author is. I am so sorry. I don't remember your name or the title of the series, but thank you.
0: No, yeah, like, the the blonde. I Cause it sh- And I think it's, like, nice to have that realistic note to it, too, because it's, like, it's not like their relationship was totally perfectly magically fixed, like, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, even after that amazing conversation they had in the first movie, you know, because yeah. the fact is, like, you know, his dad still doesn't know that he's Spider-Man, and the fact is, like, you're, like, his dad is, like, feeling like he's failing upwards at being a dad. And like, while also trying to be a cop, And it is so funny the parallel. Like, there's so many parallels with him and his dad, right? Because his, like, they <laughs> both end up ditching the counseling session yep. because they're both called into duty. Yeah, and like Rio keeps calling Jeff, even like he's like, I'm in the middle. You know, or the fact
1: that he's ready to jump in after the spot, you know, to help Spider-Man.
0: Right, the, the portal, and you see he's thinking about jumping, and then next thing you know, he's going down the stairs. Le- just like just the like like it's so perfect. Like father, like son, it's so Lust good. with cracking up. Like and it's just, like too. Like I don't know. There's an element of like you know they're impulsive, but also not stupid.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is literally the perfect
0: risks only when they really feel like it is necessary right like miles falls after gwen in the portal you know and his dad's at risk and he knows his dad's at risk like he's doing it for a reason Mm -hmm. you know it's not just like i need to go after this girl or like whatever it's like it's done with such intentionality right he doesn't take risks for no reason he doesn't just leap off the building just because right he takes a leap off the building when he knows he is mentally prepared for that yep right and like um I wonder if we'll see a moment of, like, Jeff being mentally prepared for his own leap of faith. Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and speaking of, like, that and plus his insecurities as a father, Peter B. would have a great conversation about parenting mm-hmm. because yes. you could see the whole I love my child so much, mm-hmm. am I doing this right? Yeah, Seriously, like, that moment with Peter B., you know, looking at Sleeping May Day, mm-hmm. and he, tell, he tells Mary Jane... Am I ready for this? Am I doing this right? And she's like, You're asking that now? <laughs> I'm like, Oh. And just for the record, Peter B, even though I don't quite 100% agree with you taking your baby girl to interdimensional travel and chase scenes and asking Miguel, who's chasing after your friend or mentee or whatever, to take a picture just because it's baby's first chase, questionable. <laughs> But that love he has for his daughter, I swear to gosh. The little kisses that he has for her, just at random moments.
0: It's, and it's such a dad. Let me show you all my pictures to these, like, teenagers. She's she's right here. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Giving
1: his baby web shooters. That child is not a year old yet. He gave her web shooters. Yeah. She knows how to use them.
0: Use him. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. This kid
1: can't walk yet, but she knows how to swing from place to place. She's fine.
0: Yeah, it's like- She's definitely going to be Spider-Girl one day. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. And like, I, I like that moment a lot too with my, like, he's just, hold the baby, just hold the baby, hold the baby. Hold the baby. <laughs>
1: It'll be so different.
0: <laughs> like, this is a man who's in love with this child. <laughs> him and Jeff, just- oh. You can just tell that Jeff was the kind of dad who like, Try to put Miles in a straight up bubble. Like, no one was like that when I was a baby. He's like, no one can hold her except for (laughs) Like, no one touches her. Like, she must be protected at all costs. (laughs) Seriously. That's (laughs) totally how Jeff was when Miles was a baby. Oh my gosh. I need that thick. Yeah. Yeah, No, but like, um, i You know, MJ, like, saying, like, did you do it even though I told you not to? And, like, she's not mad about it. She pretends to be bothered by it.
1: She's probably thinking, like, I should make that a rule, that we shouldn't be taking our baby to high-risk situations." so it needs to be said. But I'm not
0: mad about it. (laughs) Too mad, anyways. She knows that already, like, their baby is already smarter than her her dad. (laughs)
1: Sleep. I love Mayday. Like, I love babies in general. Animated, real life, I love babies. Mm -hmm. But Mayday is perfection. I will hold that child. If I chase down because I'm an anomaly and they're going to kill my dad, I'm holding the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Especially little Mayday, who's happy with everything mm-hmm. noticeably, and she's happy to even be around Miguel. And she's
0: crawling all over Miguel, and he just looks so done. And she falls from it, and she falls even, and he like catches her like nothing. Like mm-hmm. I gonna make sure you come to no harm, but like I'm not gonna pretend to be. I'm not gonna be affected by your cuteness. <laughs>
1: oh, that guy he needs to crack a smile once in a while. Mm-hmm. And Spider Punk, who you
0: uh, you would automatically
1: assume not a baby person. You just mm-hmm. that's the kind of guy he is. I revel in your chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yes, crap all over the system. <laughs> crap
0: all over the system, and it's perfect. Um,
1: yeah, little Mayday, she has an idea of what's going on, even if she has no idea what's going on. Yeah. I mean, she woke up her dad just to point out the window, like, hey, dad, your friend's out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, so is a happy child. Yeah, no, that is a happy child. If Miguel thinks for one second
1: he's going to get rid of her because she's technically an anomaly, he will have to answer to a lot of people. <laughs> a lot not just peter b and mj spider punk will definitely be at the forefront there
0: yeah Um, i i do have a chance of like seeing miles hold and bond with mayday properly obviously there was just a bit of priority yeah but yeah Yeah. hopefully we
1: get more of that just because that's peter b's baby and he adores that man Mm -hmm. oh my gosh
0: Okay, but were, were we done talking about Gwen, though, and her... Uh, I personally am, unless... The guy... No, we need to talk about Gwen and her dad. I don't... I don't... Oh, that's a biggie. Well... Sorry! <laughs> it's a lot of parental feelings here, truly. Well, yeah, so speaking of parents, right? Like, yeah. really... I mean, I was so disappointed in him when he was still, like, put your hands up after she revealed After her she self. revealed herself. That self. was not his finest moment. Oh, my... Gosh,
1: I think everyone in the theater was like, oh... <laughs> You know that groan of disappointment, yeah. Like just everywhere. Oh, dude, that's your kid. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, it's all black and white for him. Still, mm-hmm. like even if that's my daughter, she's still breaking the law, and she killed her best friend. Dude, n- no, she didn't. And I honestly, I don't blame Gwen for being salty with him when she returns to him later. Like, oh, he's like, just look at me. And
0: she, what are you
1: doing? I'm looking at you, like. <laughs> Like, honestly,
0: justify the one time I'll allow uh, teenage brattiness, honestly. It was... Totally deserved, you know. And so, like the the month that she was gone were clearly necessary and good for him to like realize how badly he messed up. Yeah, he needed that moment to reflect. He was he was she because she's like, don't be a cop, be my dad. Yes, and he chose to be a cop. In that. he
1: chose to be a cop. Oh my gosh, the heartbreak in her voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's tired. Mm-hmm. She has is out of web fluid. Her heart is breaking seeing her dad ready to shoot her. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I need you to be my dad, and he chose to be the cop. I'm like, oh, dude. Dude, oh, that, that hurt me so and much. And like her biggest fears come true. Literally, her biggest fears come true. She even warns Miles, like, not hey. Nash w- parents, yeah. Trust me, you know? I'm like, oh. And the thing is, you could tell that their relationship, while not perfect, was at least stable, mm-hmm. you know, before that moment, you know? Even if she's still kind of salty with him for assuming that Spider Woman killed Peter Parker, she loves him. Mm-hmm. They hug, and he's still like, Hey, how's your band? You know, he's still mm-hmm. interested in her life. Mm-hmm. There's still a, the bond. But obviously, after the time apart, he takes the time to reflect nothing is black and white and that he made the wrong choice. And he gives her that space to be like, hey, you do what you need to do. Your friend left this, you know?
0: Yeah, he's a real piece of work. And I just <laughs> love the idea of Hobie giving him a hard time about him breaking his daughter's heart.
1: Oh, yeah, because we know Hobie. Well, well I think every a real
0: one. like Hobie is a real one. I love that man
1: so much. Spider-Punk. And at first, I really was worried that they would make him just uh, the the fake love interest you know, mm-hmm. to make people jealous or, uh, well, Miles jealous and to get people kind of like a head scratcher. I really was worried they would do that. Mm-hmm. But no.
0: No, they really were just bros. Like They I knew were
1: bros. Thing. And I love the idea of him telling Captain Stacy, you do realize that your daughter is not just creating chaos. No, she's putting order sort of like how you are, you know, something. Yeah. He gave it
0: to him good. Yeah. Stacy was not impressed. But in- I was impressed, but, like, didn't want to admit it. Nope. I, honestly, he he's still the cop who's... He's female- with him, I guess that's what oh, I mean. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Had an impact, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, Is the right way to put it. But, yeah, so, like... And, like, I just love the visual symbolism, too, of as she's having this really intense conversation with her dad, and, like, I just needed you to, like, accept me yeah um, oh my gosh. The colors in the background were gorgeous, right. and you see the paint dripping, yes, and you see like it it's sh- like in darkness and or these really dark, intense colors or shadow, in really strong shadows, right, and the paint's dripping, and you can see kind of her visually like from just from the backdrop, just like the whole like like I'm falling apart, tears are falling, you know yeah. whatever.
1: Oh my gosh seriously and when they kind of erase that color afterwards and leave just that white blank space in the background mm-hmm. i was just like oh it's cleanse, it's, it's pure cleansed. it's a new start yeah
0: yeah it's oh really my great symbolism gosh there. so good that was seriously one of my favorite scenes it draws another parallel between her and miles right because you think of her in the paint and miles in the spray paint and yeah. like what art and painting mean to him um and so, like, to have that painting style associated with Gwen as well was interesting. hmm Yeah. Um, okay. that's, I, th- is that all I wanted to say about her and her dad? Um. Captain Stacy, whether or not he actually will resign being captain, Well, I, he has. Like, he said he quit. I thought he said, I decided to quit in the I middle would, of your speech. Oh, I thought he meant the speech that she did before, but I guess then why would he still try to arrest her? I really don't. No. You know, I, that. I need to rewatch that to totally make sense of that line. If we must rewatch it, again. <laughs> Um. Yeah, okay, that's a good point, though. Uh, yeah, hopefully he keeps
1: his promise, because it seems like he did have that time to reflect. And it seems like their relationship is stronger than ever. Yeah. I hope so, anyways. Yeah. There's still a lot to deal with. After all, no parent, no good parent, is going to be happy with their kid putting themselves in danger all the time. hmm So we'll see how that goes. But it's nice to see that he realized how wrong he was. Yeah. So, is
0: there anything else that you want to talk about with Gwen and her daddy? Mm, nothing else is coming in my to mind immediately right now. Um, I am I am glad that she has seen the light, and and that also she was able to have the the time to pass on miles's in love for his parents to his parents Yes. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't able to do it himself or hasn't been able to do it himself <laughs> he's in the wrong dimension folks i saw that coming i don't know why oh, I saw he, spidey sense figured that out again yeah, the like the feeling the spidey maidism of it all yep yeah
1: yep oh my gosh yes
0: oh my gosh, I really hope they're able to find him
1: where he's able to get his way out of that dimension where he's got an evil alternate self and his dad is dead, and Uncle Aaron is evil, as we know in the comics, but it still hurts because he didn't think his uncle was so bad for a while.
0: Right. A yeah, I know. His, his And, like, I think partly, like, when, like, Uncle Aaron laughs um at, like, being called a good guy... Like, I feel like he might have been the same as the Miles, Miles' Uncle Aaron that he knew in his universe before Jeff's death, too. Like, I feel like nice. he could have, like, just, like, hardened himself and, like, you know, just said, all right, you know, I'm full on bad guy, just like, you know, yep. Miles of the Prowler did, you know what yep. I mean? Like, I could see him, like, sort of killing the humanity in himself in order to like say, like, I'm the bad guy, and this is what, you know, because it, it makes you wonder how the dad died. Right? you know who, right? who killed him how did he die i would love to know did he kill story. like in in like in service you know what i mean that's what I'm like it thinking. can't be like just like a random car accident i feel like it has to be something no, no, like it's
1: be tragic and devastating yeah like something that happened in,
0: yeah in the line of duty where it's like look at where duty gets you look at what being good where being good gets you yeah i can only imagine how that could go i mean i'm thinking like Uncle Aaron was in,
1: like, a bunch of shady stuff with the Kingpin, but I'm thinking even before that, I think, like, drugs and cartel, maybe. I mean, they mentioned the Sinister Six cartel in the background of the Mm -mm. TV.
0: Yeah. So
1: I'm thinking, I can only imagine how that played in. Maybe Aaron was, like, dealing with them or something.
0: And Jeff, instead
1: of keeping his mouth shut or looking the other way, he tries to do the right thing, gets him killed. Yeah. That's my theory. We might get more answers in the next movie. I
0: think we do. I want to know more about, as sad as it is, as tragic and sad as it is, I want to know more about Miles, Prowler Miles and the, uh, how that came about. The pain. Oh, the pain. Um, My baby's okay, but- stuck. All right. Um. How about the ending though? I'm excited that the band is to get that she's put her yeah, her band is together. I'm excited for the original, yeah. the cast from the last movie coming back. Penny Parker as older, I don't mature, more mature was great. Um, and I mean, okay, let alone all the spider people in general. Like, yeah, the honestly, diversity of it is, like, super awesome. The hologram Spidey person, I was excited about. It. And it's so funny, right? Because you think that she, like, stops and doesn't reboot the system because she has compassion for Miles and she, like, mm-hmm. lets him go, but it's clear that she must have known that he would be end up sent to the wrong universe. That's
1: wondering, too, because there was definitely a bit of, oh, I feel bad, but a little bit of something else, too, that i was just like, she knows what's up, doesn't she?
0: Yeah, so I think spider she, bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she must have figured out he'd be sent to the wrong universe, and that's why she lets it go. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I mean, I think she, at first I thought it was just from a place of like compassion, but then like I also was like, well, I mean, she hasn't had really a chance to like know his story and like, you know, I mean, you can tell she feels for him, but like, is that enough to like really justify her deciding not to like, you know, push the button? Right. I think the most likely scenario is that she knew like he'd end up (laughs) spat out in the wrong universe. Yeah. But she joins the band. Mm hmm. And I really want to know more about a character. I like her a lot already. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, she's really smart. And the fact that she's, that her spider person is an avatar. Mm.
0: I'm just like, oh, okay. It's really Excuse cool. Me. It's a really cool concept. There's just a lot of really great co- concepts for spider people. Especially, like, I mean, sp- are like pretty funny right off the bat, you know. You
1: get the Tyrannosaurus Rex one, the mm-hmm. cowboy one, the cat one, you know. The ones that are just right off the bat, all right, whatever. And then you see some that you're just like, oh, oh, you know, you got different cultures, different uh, abilities too, you know. Mm-hmm. It was so fascinating, and I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with the ones that they've given us access to because we. Uh, We only see Noir and Spider-Ham, like, in that brief moment for the band. They don't speak. We don't get them, I guess. Right. But then we got some of the others, and I'm thinking, okay, Spider-Man India, we're going to get to know more of. We're definitely going to see more. You know who I wonder about a little bit? Jessica. Mm. Because she's clearly still on uh, Team Miguel here, but there's still a little bit of sympathy in there. There's doubt. There's definitely doubt there just I can't wait for them to flesh out more of her character too
0: mm-hmm. yeah um okay and then shout out obviously <laughs> we talked before offline about like oh do you think um Andrew Garfield and and Toby McGuire and Tom Holland might show up in some way um, and all three of them did in their own ways right Miguel Miguel drops that reference to like Doctor Strange and that nerd, and that, oh, we know exactly who you're talking the about. The way we like barely held in our screams at that. Um, <laughs> like Bridget and I were just like punching each other, like. Hitting <laughs> yeah. our elbows into each other's side, just like. <laughs> <laughs> but then when we saw the clips of Toby Spider and Andrew Garfield Spider. Yeah. and oh my like gosh. I mean, we really focus on Andrew Garfield watching, like, with his Uncle Ben, that death scene. Like, we really focus on that shot. Oh, my gosh. When he failed to save uh, Captain Stacy. Then you got Toby with his
1: Yeah, have- That's right. Oh, my gosh. Just those clips that they took, which... Obviously makes sense because, you know, Sony had the rights at the time and now. Yeah. So, yes, please give that to us. Thank you.
0: I thought that was a really cool mention because I'm like, you know, because I was saying to you, I'm like, I don't need them to show up. I don't need. It would be lovely if they did, but
1: it's I'm not. I'm gonna lose my mind if they didn't.
0: Right, and like so I like that they did like an archival cameo, so to speak. It was know? awesome. Yeah, so I like that a lot Um, and I still don't need them to like show up or anything because I think they have plenty of spider people without them. Oh, they- but I like that, like, but like what I like, this, like the cameos were perfect right, because it acknowledges the multiverse being like the spider is being connected to the mcu yeah you know and not to mention daniel glover or donald, daniel, glover. donald glover oh my donald gosh glover. i lost my mind there just <laughs> i know i know i again like live action miles morales when. um <laughs> oh, and then you got that clip from doc ock from no way home hello peter Yeah, yeah 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 seriously that plus
1: the quick venom reference i was just like yo
0: yeah they were tying every
1: conceivable spider person together honestly it made me so happy and then the old animation was spectacular spider-man mm-hmm. and i mean the real og old-fashioned animated spider-man you got the video game spider-man Oh uh, mm. oh my gosh thank you
0: yeah seriously those were nice Just fan service. Wait, we only talked about this offline, I think, but like, or did we? I can't. I can't even remember. We've been talking on the podcast so long about like Miguel's first stop being to the pointing finger meme Spider-Man. That was off.
1: Yeah, that
0: was was offline. Okay, so like, um, yeah, like the end of the first movie, that like the post-credit scene is like Miguel saying, "All right, I have this interdimensional travel wrist thing, and so now first order business," and he goes and does the meme thing. Yes. Oh, Which is okay. like, a telling character detail, and it was obviously before he decided to, like, stay in his alternate self's place, and yeah. before, like, he totally lost everything once again, uh-huh. you know? But, like, it, like it, it hints at, like, a brighter aspect of his personality that I hope we get to see again, like, a glimpse of. No, because we see him and uh, his assistant Lila
1: bantering. You, mm-hmm. you tell this was a time when things weren't so heavily on his shoulders. Yeah. And he focuses on trivial things as who pointed first. yeah. Oh my gosh, that poor guy. A simpler time. (laughs) A simpler time. He needs a hug. A nice, long hug from me. Oscar Isaac, where you at? I mean, uh, Miguel, where you at?
0: Uh, You're like, I can fix him.
1: (laughs) I can fix him. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's so funny. Um, But yeah, okay. Well, anything else that you want to say in terms of this movie or what will happen in the next one? Uh, no, just that I am very happy we're not waiting five years for this. <laughs> truly. When I yeah. saw the twenty twenty four date, I was just like, yes. Okay, well, I actually want to talk about the titles of the movies for a second. So the first movie is about into the spider verse. We right? gotta right? It the spider verse first- now. Right. Like into Across and the next one is beyond, yeah, right. And like, so into is like, it, it's like, we're getting into it's indicating, it. yeah, the beginning, it's the like, st- it's first entrance into the concept of all these different spider people and the introduction of you know, so many characters and, and Miles' journey, of course. Um, and then, um, across the spider verse is when you're like, you're really, st- I mean, you know, the first one is like an introduction just to Miles' world and the introduction to so many other characters, right? And then it and then across the spider verse is like when it really branches out and you're seeing all these different you know, universes that you knew existed, but you get to see it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it even opens up with a different spread of personal together, right? With Gwen. And yeah. And so, like... Um, I wonder. <clears throat> will they open up with someone else? Well, that makes me... It, like, it opens up the whole rule of three thing that I wonder mm-hmm. what the, who they would open with. Like, would it, I could potentially see it being Miguel. If not Miguel, then maybe Jessica. Mm. Those are my theories, but it seems like it
1: might point to Miguel.
0: Okay. I don't know. One more thing that... Um, I noticed with the, at the very beginning of the movie, when the, ti- the title credits and Sony, all the different, you know, credits have, like, rolled, you know, and before we get into, like, it opens on Spider-Gwen and her own monologue, um, it's just like a dark screen, and then I, I used to see the word cough in the lower right-hand corner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. But then it co- cuts into Gwen giving her thing and she's playing on the drums and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know what to make of that little. The cough. The cough. I know. I thought that was so random. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. So what do you think that means? I don't know. Okay. So you think of cough, you think of Chris Pines, Peter, uh, I almost said Peter Pan. He can actually play Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, but no, his Peter Parker when he says when he's like, oh, oh that, and, cough uh, oh, that cough's not good. Like, was that a callback to that? I th- I wonder I if it's like a moment call- of foreshadowing. It like I feel like it's a callback and foreshadowing of some kind because the cough is like not a good sign. Like that the, the the movie in universe has established that coughs in general are not a good sign. You know because <laughs> illness and everything. But like here, it's associated in, uh, with Spider Man, it's been associated with death, you yeah. know or impending death, and so. Yeah, it's not like an awkward cough, throat clear, it's not a cold cough. No. You know, you don't know the circumstances, but, like, the fact that the only cough, significant cough we've gotten before is... Is is Peter's die- death. Death, yeah. So, that's just interesting. But anyway, okay, so, but back to the whole into and across. We're traveling across, across all these different places, you know? It's, like, the idea of expanding, right? Yep. But then... And travels, you know? But then beyond is, like... Expanding even more. Like like beyond is like um we talk a lot about we've talked a lot about Miles breaking expectations, breaking systems, right? And like if you're you're thinking about like the concept of the Spider-Verse as we know it through Miguel, right? These webs yeah. and the canon, right? And like all these, like, little things had to line up in order for the Spider-Verse to exist. And it's like, if the next movie is beyond the Spider-Verse, is it... We're breaking out of that web, aren't we? We're breaking out of that web. And, I mean, I'm sorry to, like, draw so many, <laughs> make so many references to Loki, a show that we did not like, but, like, <laughs> the parallelism is there, though, of like, Sylvie breaking the time stream and, like, going beyond the TVA, beyond the time stream, beyond yeah, yeah. King. You know what I mean? Like... And, like, that wasn't a good thing when she did that. So, what does Beyond mean? Is that a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Is it a mixed bag?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of an episode of Rick and Morty. For those of you who don't know, there's a version of Morty who breaks out of the time loop that keeps Rick and Morty together in their universe. He literally made a ship where you see him physically breaking out of the timeline. So, it's possible in other universes, whether it's Marvel or not. So, I wonder how they're going to break out of it. And I'm assuming they are breaking out of it. I mean, the title says it.
0: Beyond it, like, it's like a you transcend it, you know? Yes. Yeah.
1: There's more to it than just what it is. So what could that mean? How can they do it? Because right. it's clear that there's still kind of that blurry line between fate and free will. Mm-hmm. But how much is that? Are they going to explore that in the next movie?
0: Right. It, uh, like, it, I mean, it's clear that, that Miles is going to be the entry point into the beyond. Yep. You can Miles Morales. Right. Because Miles Morales, and he, quote, wasn't supposed to be here.
1: Bite me, Miguel.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it like, I don't know, it's just super rich. Like, there's so much detail, even in the titles. It just is like making my analysis brain go <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again, luckily we have to wait less than a year for it.
0: Yeah. Hopefully by
1: then we'll have chilled out a little, got other stuff in our brains. <laughs> And then once we're back in, we're just fresh enough to be ready for it, but just into it enough to have some theories and to kind of draw upon them without so much time in between kind of erasing and making things hazy.
0: I'm going to pretend this movie doesn't exist for a year, honestly, because this left me such a, on such a big I'm <laughs> like, I don't want to think about this. I don't need to think about... I mean, I think the thing also that gets me through this is um, the fact that like, okay, whatever happens in this universe there's a million other universes and like like universes where miles has both of his parents and he's they're alive and he's happy you know and he has friends and he has friends like i like i think about like like say saladin ahmed's version of him or like jason Reynolds' version of him and like i'm like okay just go back to reading those comics and remember (laughs) i'd like to see miles be happy (laughs) um yeah um all jokes aside, though, I actually did get the um, Jason Reynolds, who I've talked about on this podcast before. We've done a, an episode. We've done an episode about Miles. This is a plug for the podcast. <laughs> but we've done an episode about Miles Morales as a character and how he's appeared in comics, in the movies, in books, yeah. including Jason Reynolds' book. Um, so we did a whole episode about Miles Morales' deep dive. Um, and then, and I can drop that link actually, um, in the show description for this episode. Yeah. Um, and then we also did, I think, a separate review for Jason Reynolds' first book, Yeah, we Marauds, did. Which was my first introduction to the character. So it's very special to me to see that, um, Jason Reynolds came out with a sequel. And of course he timed it so perfectly to come out so right as this movie is coming out. So, um, I am very pumped to read that. And as soon as I read it you know give it to you to borrow it and then yes, we can please. and then we shall discuss it on this show because that's oh, what we, we just, do yeah. we obsess over miles like <laughs> miles is starting like i i remember when i was saying like who's gonna replace steve now that he's left the mcu yeah. i thought it would be peter parker's better man but no it's miles it's know, that's taken over my we marvel brain space we're not, we're not mad about it yeah we love um, this boy he's precious he is so precious. I want to protect
1: him. He probably can protect me better than I can protect him, but I am still protecting that cinnamon roll of a boy. It's cool, too, to see him tap into his powers more. That's just really awesome. It's cool to see him, like, figure out his powers and try some new stuff in Spider-Punk being like, don't just focus on the fingers, focus <laughs> on the palms. I'm like, yeah, boy! Yes. Him having control is just so nice. I know mm-hmm. we always have to go through the awkward phase of, characters figuring out their superpowers and such i get that it's yeah. what makes him human but it's also nice to see him capable and getting into the swing of things pun mm. absolutely intended uh-huh. you know uh so good yeah but yeah for a while we're to uh look at other miles morales material because this movie was amazing
0: but devastating
1: but devastating yeah uh my heart hurts so much right now hmm I, I tried to drown it with chocolate in the middle. It didn't work. It cushioned the blow, but it still hurts, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's wearing off at this point.
0: Yeah. So is there? <sighs> there's a lot to. We've I'm shocked. A lot. I, we we talked about a lot, and it's been two hours, and I'm still feeling like there's stuff we missed. But yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, folks! Thank you all so much for listening, like, and for yeah, this like super deep nerdy dive into. It. Into all the layers of this movie, and um, and honestly, like I would recommend definitely watching like the first movie again just to kind of like, just the little nuances that yeah. connect that one to the current one. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so brilliant. It's really well done, and it's like um an awesome sequel. You know, there's all, I like, we were both like, I hope it's good. I mean, I'm sure it will be good, but I hope it's good. And we're seriously,
1: like, yeah. there's always that little niggling doubt just because we've seen it one too many times with different movies where it's like, first one's so good, second one is, oh, okay. Third one, why? Yeah. You know, not just with the MCU, but just stuff in general. It's, we've been there.
0: Yeah. It hurts.
1: Yeah. But glad to see that my expectations were exceeded and that it was wonderful and awesome and it hurt. The references were, of course, a nice touch that my geeky little Spider-Man loving heart soared. Mm -hmm. And, of course, watching it with my best friend where we felt each other's pain and happiness. Yeah. Never watch these movies alone, folks. (laughs) never ends well, if you do.
0: Yeah. You see me? I I think you'll feel her looking at me. You feel my judgment.
1: (laughs) Justified. Yeah. Yeah, please watch the movie if you haven't. Watch it again buy it rent it stream
0: it love it love it and wait with us for the next movie in march 2024 i know i have a year but i'm not ready Nope, <laughs> i'm not ready nope. um but no yeah okay so in short though we did love this movie and we love miles more than ever and i want to give him a hug so bad so badly so badly, be like
1: he thought it's gonna be okay, and he'll be like, "Okay, yeah, please get off me."
0: He'll be nice about it. Nice he'll be nice about it. Like,
1: okay, strange lady, is this stranger danger? Yes, I can totally. I do
0: One more little more little shout out of like Miles being a dork and like wanting to fist bump his dad. It's definitely that sweet swagger that we were talking about earlier. Yep. Yeah so shout out to that
1: thank you writers thank you directors thank you animators thank you everybody for putting together this movie and mm-hmm. thank you fans for loving this character loving these movies with us seriously Ugh. brian michael bendis thank you sarah Pacelli, thank you so many thank yous all around that one intern who brought coffee thank you <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We look forward to talking about Miles Morales again soon. And yeah, we'll talk to you next time on NetAlert. Girls. Girls. Bye.